the sex scene started out kind of erotic. Some dirty snatch. Giving Kyle MacLachlan a lap dance until he not a whore. Having someone offer me ice to make my nipples hard. Here's $200 to spend an hour with me. Touch away! That would make me a whore. I touch him all the time. I'm so fucking pissed at that bitch, I'm knocking her down these stairs. A recipe for a bent penis or, yeah, you know. Or a torn vag or... Is this what coitus is like? A wrong holing or something that's not gonna end well, you know? Man, everybody got AIDS and shit. Bitch, you a whore. Shit happens, life sucks. When I'm torrenting or recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half, it's time to go. Chug one more swig to make the show sit right. One, two, three. I want to see your ass. Thank you. I was absolutely gobsmacked. This is horrible. Horrible! And it's very slow, sinking feeling when you're watching the movie. And the first scene comes out and you're like, oh, that's a really bad scene. But then you say, well, that's okay. The next one will be better. And you somehow try to convince yourself that it's going to get better and it just gets worse. And I was like, wow, that was crazy. That, straight from the horse's mouth, is Kyle McLaughlin's own <laughs> review of what we are partaking in tonight. Some very fantastic theater. Maybe the first time Saved by the Bell Reviewed has ever gotten to watch something interesting. Tonight, we bring you Showgirls. Is this the only non-David Lynch thing Kyle McLaughlin's been in? No, um... Well, considering I only know him as Trey McDougal, and I can't... I what's that? that? Um, he has been in a couple seasons of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, oh yeah, really? yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I know well. he's in Portlandia once. Guy Fieri mm. was in town today. Mm-hmm. Cut that. I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> You're editing it. I know, I know. You guys, there's so much to say. <laughs> oh, my we God. Should, we should introduce ourselves first. Yes, let's start there. So, uh, you can touch him, but he can't touch you. We have... Ryan Alexander Tanner, touch away! I touch him all the time. <laughs> For $20, I'll touch you so much. And it's okay to come on him if you leave a big tip. We have... David Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it when you guys are hungry. Show me that hustle, thrust, thrust, once, thrust. Once they see that big tip, they'll just let you come all over them. <laughs> Listen. I'll do a lot for very little. I'll put it that <laughs> Just sweeten the deal a little bit. And he has low self-esteem, but he's a fantastic fuck. David Bitsenhofer. Yeah, that's <laughs> me. I don't know why. And I, your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, like having nice tits. <laughs> why, why are we reviewing this? Because it's awesome, and you see Jesse Spano's beef. 
Yep, you do. Yeah, boobs and beeve. I didn't. Oh well, I guess God. we should start. I don't know. I don't want to. We can start fucking anyway. What do you want to say? What do you got? No, like, how many of us had actually seen it before? I saw it before, like, ten years ago. I remember being in middle school and, like, being like, can you see Jesse Spano's tits? Mm-hmm. And my friend was, like, 24-7. <laughs> and her vagina. And I was Through like, oh, my fucking movie. shit. Well, I remember right? when this came out. The thing about this is I had, I think, Showtime when I was a teenager. Oh, and they showed Showgirls on Showtime. Yeah, and this was on a lot. Did either of you guys see this on cable a lot as a kid? No, no. I had to rent it. I did VHS. This is... No, oh, go on. I was just going to ask how much everyone jerked off to this when they were a teenager. <laughs> I, uh, I would have a lot. <laughs> like, let's well, be honest. Because I sat down to watch it for the first time maybe five years ago. It was on Netflix. And I was like, okay, I'm not 14 and it's got tits in it. And it's on cable all the time. And I always, I, I kind of knew the outline of the movie from it being on so much, but I never actually watched it. I just knew, like, when the good titty parts were. Yeah. But so actually, you had, like, the thin part of the VHS that would skip. Well, like yeah. I said, it was just on cable. Oh, it was right. on a lot, though. So he'd so, see um, what time it was scheduled to start, and he'd know what time to tune into it, right? It's more like I'd be flipping through channels, and I'd be like, oh, Showgirls is on, oh, in about, you know, 15 minutes. She's going to flop around like a fish in a pool fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, man. We'll get to that. Let's <laughs> But so I hadn't sat <laughs> down and watched it until maybe I'd say five years ago. And I'm going to say as far as bad movies go, this is a very watchable, enjoyable bad movie. I was having such a good time until yeah. I looked at the timestamp of the player and it was another 40 minutes. Yeah. This movie is two hours and 11 I... minutes and it just sank Kyle MacLachlan's soul right into the ground. So... I didn't, the first time I saw this mm-hmm. was in college for a class, for like a, a <laughs> sociology class, class, for a class project. No, seriously. What class? It was my <laughs> freshman seminar. It was about living in a rape culture and how oh! to make things better. I was huh. wondering if it was a feminism class. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And so the idea was like the project was on depictions of women in media. This clearly got put in the con portrayal yeah. <laughs> in a lot of scenes. Well, this is my question. I'm going to ask you, Carol, because you're hosting, but I think we can open up to because the Because of my too. nice tits. I wasn't going to say anything like that. Um, <laughs> uh, now I got sidetracked. <laughs> oh. There's going to be a lot of titties. There's going to be a lot of beef, everyone. So, Carol, <laughs> try. Uh-huh. what is this movie about? So it is about rape culture. <laughs> is it? Already. Absolutely. Uh, if you read some of the things the director has to say for himself, like, you know, it's not a very great <laughs> unpacking of rape culture and they kind of like several times I feel like lose the character of Nomi who mm-hmm. is Jesse Spano slash Elizabeth Berkeley. Right, that's why we're watching this. Nomi Malone and her name is that way because it sounds like alone. Okay. <laughs> I it read that is, and right? just about laughed my ass off. And like, <laughs> this guy was the highest paid screenwriter in Hollywood at one point in time and he came really? up with Malone because it sounds like alone. And, and it's like, oh, no me, no but nobody me. actually knows her, you know? Yeah. Right, and there is no me for mm-hmm. her. And it's I... very deep. This is very Saved by the Bell level naming. <laughs> Speaking of no me, I also found out from looking on IMDb that she got a hundred grand to do this movie. Really? They said only, so that's like not a lot, right? She got screwed. That's yeah. jack shit. 
Yeah, that's for the amount of nudity and probably the amount of work it was to do all that dancing, I'm not saying sixteen hours a day yeah. in heels. In, uh-huh. in she heels. should have made like ten million dollars for this movie. Well, I, I would like a hundred grand though. I would, I would show my beef for a hundred grand. But it's like, it's like but I can't be do careful what you say on the internet here. I'm saying that go uh, fund he, my beef. Here's our new Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be so much easier than editing a podcast. It's going to be like two dudes that listen to our podcast and <laughs> match each other at 50 grand. Hey, that's number wang. It's uh, it's like two hours. It's over two hours and she's in almost every yeah. scene. I mean, yeah. she carries this. I mean, she doesn't necessarily carry it well, she's- but she's <laughs> carrying the movie. Well, yes. Ugh, what can I say? There's a lot but to it, unpack. But, uh, I don't mm-hmm. like I, I know it's about in terms of like the list of things that happen. But in terms of what it's trying to say or what the point of any of it is, I'm fucking baffled. Well, well yeah, they call it a morality tale yeah. with no pure characters. David? Yeah, I mean, it, this feels like uh, relatively... It feels like it was going to try to be a more cliched, like, morality play tale of corruption where, you know, you enter this world that you dreamed of entering, but then you see it for the darkness it is but then you end up becoming consumed by that darkness you know it's star wars in las vegas (laughs) but (laughs) that's generous (laughs) well like so this is a real thing right like showgirls sure i I mean it seemed like a real thing i'd imagine that it's falling out of style now that the economy is Mm -hmm. finally out of air well that there's unlimited free pornography yeah yeah Um, casinos still do definitely hire "Quote unquote hot chicks who just to serve drinks, and they have yeah. to like keep their hair and their weight but and everything like, in check to spec. There's like elaborate choreographed dance shows oh, yeah. where everyone's naked. I bet there's a few. That's I don't what, know if that's they're what naked. I wondered about too, Ryan. Every single time they showed a scene from the actual like <laughs> stage performance within the movie. Yeah, you mean the goddess show at the Stardust <laughs> that." that Jesse Spano and Gina Gershon are in, I wrote down, like, what the fuck kind of show is this? Yeah, what is this a real thing? And is this a thing they did? Like, exploding volcanoes and naked women come out of them? Yeah. I feel like it was a real thing, but I interpret it more like a Cirque du Soleil kind of act, just with nudity, where there's not, like, a real solid storyline. It was just more like a collection of dances and scenes. Well, But then they decided to throw in some tits in there. And I think... Some tits. All tits. All the <laughs> yeah, tits but all I the think, time. Th- you know, that was kind of the attraction to it, but it was supposed to be a little more than just a strip club kind of feel to it. Like, Well, and there's this other question in the movie. The guy who's Bobby Johnson in South Central, that actor. Yeah. The guy who plays James here. Is the he called artist? James? Uh, I yeah. like to call him the magic dancing Negro. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to call him Bobby Johnson, because I've seen South Central a lot, and I'll watch it again right after we finish recording. What a great movie. <laughs> but anyway, because his character, I don't know what the fuck the point, we can talk forever yeah, about what's the, the first, point of that character. <laughs> the but, first yeah. thing I would cut is all of James's scenes. But yeah, what I will say is he presents this, there's this question, I guess, of like, what is erotic, and then what is like smut or something? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's it's being a stripper is bad but then being a prostitute is even worse but being a showgirl's better but then you're still treated like a prostitute and but then he has this dream of doing this artful 
nudity show, but it's still just, like, people grinding on a chair. Yeah, I would say it's presented somewhat as artful, but basically this whole film suffers its message by being softcore pornography throughout. Well, that's my other question. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, well, I had never seen this movie before. Like, I heard Mm. about it. And your parents you know, didn't let you rent it. Ah, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be able to go see it in like it was out in theaters when I was in high school, and yeah, I wasn't going to be able to go see it. Yeah, I do remember watching like some sort of special on VH1 on like the making of before it came out, and the director was talking about how great a movie this was, and he encouraged all underage kids to sneak yes. into it oh, to man. watch yes. it. He got in trouble for that. Controversy. Did he? Yeah. he did. Was that the, was on the IMDb. This is the guy who directed RoboCop. Right. Robocop, the Arnold Total Schwarzenegger, recall. Total Recall, oh, wow. Basic this... Instinct, oh shit, Starship so that's where Troopers. He started using vaginas. I didn't realize well, that became like a big scandal or anything. I just remember seeing him say that on TV to me. It's well, like... he has usually like a smartness. He's some European mm-hmm. guy, right? And he's usually making this commentary. His name is uh, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. He's a Dutch mm-hmm. director. Yeah, and he's usually making some sort of like Robocop is actually very um, yeah, it's smarter than movie. you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he usually is like thinking about, even Starship Troopers. No, like, Starship Troopers has a lot of layers to it beyond yeah. the obvious. And um, this movie, though, it's so muddled. And the other thing about this movie is it's the first NC-17 on purpose movie. Mm, right. And I can't help but wonder if basically the mo- point of this movie was just they were trying to make a big budget titty movie. And that was all that they really well, can, thought about. I can tell you that uh, according to our crack research team, which totally didn't just copy this from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That uh, Paul Verhoeven, in order to get the studio to agree to let him make an NC-17 movie, deferred 70% of his $6 million director fee based on whether or not the film made a profit. Ooh. And so he did not get that money back. <laughs> oh, it didn't, it didn't make a profit? Uh, in no. its initial release... It took in less than thirty-eight million, and its okay. budget was roughly forty-five million. Whoa! It, it made back its money on video. It became sure. like a huge cult thing on video yeah. and and cable. Like you said, it was on cable everywhere for a while there. Um, so it has eventually turned a profit, and it's now one of MGM's top twenty best-selling movies. But as a like Whoa. theatrical release, it was a complete and utter bomb. Because people so wanted like a... to, because people wanted to do something to this movie that they weren't comfortable doing in the theater. Huh. Yeah, well, I'm it, not sure you can really get off to it unless you're like a 14 year old boy. Problem. Well, you yeah, can get it, off to like if I'm a 14 year old boy, I could get off to some of the scenes. But once it gets to the end, and that scene, I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there's erotic yeah, about that. The other thing I wanted to talk about about this movie. Sitting and watching it now, and I actually remember this one I actually sat and watched it five years ago. It is startling how not sexy this movie is. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's literally the only thing I've ever watched in my life where I got tired of looking at boobs. Yes. And also, I would say, so, uh, Elizabeth so, Berkeley, let's talk about her. I kept, okay, so she's good looking, right? She, I guess. She's not yes. sexy. 
She is good looking. And the way they paint, I kept being drawn to the way they painted her lip liner, like oh an God. inch around her lips. And you would just look <laughs> at her weird snarling mouth mm. the well, whole what'd time. What'd you say the budget was on this? $45 million. So I'm going to say $44 million of that is just the makeup that they shellacked on her face. <laughs> I've never seen, I've seen fucking Star Trek movies where aliens were wearing less makeup than Elizabeth <laughs> Berkeley's wearing. Even, there's a part where she's washing her face. And it's and heavily she, made up. It's like, <laughs> just fucking plastered. But I, the other thing I figured we would talk about a lot is how badly do we wish that Kelly played this role. Oh, wow, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's... With Carol, when you get when you ask if she's attractive, <laughs> my answer would be, of the three main Saved by the Bell girls, I guess she's the, the runner-up to who I'd want to be in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. It was certainly very strange, seeing her boobies enough to get bored. And then yeah, also, was... when she did pull out her beeve, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah, well, that's where... All right, so I said I'd never seen this movie. The one thing I saw, like, uh, once on TBS, I flipped it on and <laughs> saw the sex scene with Kyle MacLachlan. That and, is a very noteworthy. And we'll get to that. I know. Buns, and it, right. And even buns. though it was edited, it still, yeah, showed me what I needed to see that this was a terrible <laughs> movie. And then I did see once a brief clip of her beating somebody up, which happens at the end of the movie, and I didn't yeah. have much yeah. context for it. But, uh, so A, I was realizing I was going to have to watch this movie. This was like a few days ago. And then I was like, Walking around, or putting out the garbage, not that it matters. I was like, well, let's see how long this is. And then I saw it was two hours and eight minutes, and my shoulders slumped. And I just went into a deep depression that I was going to have to watch this movie for about, well, two hours more than I wanted to. And I was hoping it'd be like a crisp hour, 20 minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would really love to get my hands on this and edit it even more. I would love a second draft at that script. So there were so many times this movie had me and lost me and had me. But oh, yeah. uh, mostly it had me, especially <laughs> in the beginning. Let's jump to well, there. I was okay. just going to say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Which was also, never seen it before, my idea was this was a movie and it was NC-17 just because there was going to be a lot of boobs because that's the dancing they were doing. And I didn't realize how smutty this uh, this movie was yeah. actually ended up being. So then you see like her beeve and I was actually legitimately surprised we saw that. Right. But, there's a shot when they're strippers and it's her and another woman and they mm-hmm. just take all their clothes off and then they just grind against each other. Yeah, yeah. you guys. Any time I've ever seen this movie, I've been like, whoa. <laughs> that part. I, I always forget about this it. Is, We're this... having all the Scissor Sisters subtext <laughs> made text. This oh, is the like, most like horned up universe. Well, right? yeah, this is text here, but it's pointless text. But I guess we'll get This it, like... is like if a world full of that vending machine lady. I know. Well, and, and Carol, to your point about Elizabeth Berkeley being the yeah. star of this, um, again, according to the crack research team, she was like their last pick. Yes, really? they wanted Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew and Barrymore like- was like their first pick. And there's a scene in the in the movie mm-hmm. where when she gets the job as one of the dancers, they show her mm-hmm. to her dressing table and they tear down the name of the gal who had that table before. And the name was Drew, and that's oh. a reference to the fact that they really wanted Drew Barrymore to be. Oh. Yeah, and then no. they almost they tried to get Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Well, she reminded Crystal. I think she reminded me of Angelina Jolie. Is that just because she made out with Angelina Jolie and Gia? 
Maybe. Oh, it's no, more like her lip, like the way she was smiling the entire time. Like she also had like hyper mouth. Yeah, yeah. both oh, these ladies yeah. were drawn to their mouths the whole time. Which oh, you mean Gina spoiler yeah. makes yeah. it really weird when they kiss. Yeah. <laughs> now if they come, it's okay. If they take it out, come all over you, call a bouncer. Unless he gives you a big tip. If he gives you a big tip, it's okay. And you, where the fuck were you last night? I was having my period, Al. If you want to last longer than a week, you give me a blood job. You don't want me to get blood all over the place. with Jessie Spano bitch hiking across <laughs> the lands and she's in fringed leathers and she picks up a ride with this hair baby man. This Elvis guy. Can I, can I, steals oh. her suitcase and we go to Las Vegas <laughs> looking for a job. <laughs> you're, you're skipping a whole lot now. Oh yeah, baby. I'm not trying to dwell on stuff. But first of all, there's a sign that says Vegas 342 miles and that's all that's on the sign and I'd like to know where that exists because you'd think there'd be a few more cities between wherever they were in Vegas, you know, Colorado. Uh, Second, and <laughs> that's a real winner, dude. No, I'm saying <laughs> like, literally when there's like space on the sign for other stuff, and they don't. Uh, put, yeah, anyway, no, no road put. sign like that ever just has one city on. What else you got? And secondly, am I supposed to believe this guy just like travels 300 miles in just a long con to steal women's clothing, or? I what? guess he thought there Dude. was money in it. No, you well, guys, you she's, guys. She's no, hold on. Like, she's not hiding Fabergé eggs in that suitcase. That's no, because, she okay. She could be in her vagina. Because <laughs> I'd never seen, the. Be- this is one of those movies I was on cable a lot where I'd never seen the beginning, mm. but I'd seen the end 50 times. <laughs> so I knew, based on the implication of the beginning, that this guy was from the beginning, but I never saw what happened until I sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is he gives her a ride, He's scuzzy, I get it. She makes him back the fuck off, and then they kind of make she friends. She pulls out a knife, yeah. and this is when mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to see more from this character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, She's let's... just spitting fire and snarling and glaring at the camera. But so let's so let's so get this out of the way the up front. Everything she does in this movie, she does angrily. Mm-hmm. Well, and overacted. Like, that's yeah. my continuous she, note, is overacting. She like, overacts um, everything. There was a while where I does. thought she was going to be a good actress, and then there oh, was no. a while when I gave that up. Here I have a note that says, overacting, pouring ketchup. Yeah, the, the way she stabs fries. those fries movie, is amazing. She, she can't eat food normally throughout this entire yes. movie. No, the way she eats the burger yeah. is the number one thing I remember about this movie. <laughs> she's just like, oh, I'm eating a burger method. It's but, really amazing because she's having this conversation with this character, Molly, and then like they cut to the eyes, but her hands are still going, and they have all the food fully, and it's like angry. <laughs> but fry so check eating. it out. So she... This guy gives her a ride all the way to Vegas, and they're kind of friends by the end. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go do some shit. I'll meet you back here. She gets all sucked into gambling. He gives her a 10 to bide the time. She gets but a jackpot. If, if I'm not mistaken, she loses track of time and doesn't meet him when she's supposed to. 
And so I don't think it's so much that he steals her luggage as he just gets sick of waiting for her. Why are you such a luggage apologist? He totally steals her luggage. I think we're supposed to interpret that he just stole her luggage. But I'll add that she probably made out ahead by him giving her ten bucks. Cause yeah, she didn't have any cool shit in that <laughs> Wait, what, what was in there? I mean, I come know. on. Well, that's it. going by her past, it could have been crack cocaine. True, a big old crack rock. That's true, she's a rock and crack in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she loses her suitcase, and she's super pissed, and she meets a nice black lady, Molly, who's the only one with any morals in this whole Wait, thing. Wait, oh my god, okay. So, what did she start, what did she, like, starts beating up her car? Okay, this is the best part that I was just about to get to. Mm. Yeah, because she's so mad. She's just so angry. She smashes everything in sight. This is the best scene. It's reminiscent <laughs> of a John Waters. She <laughs> runs out, and she starts punching the car next to her car because that's where the suitcase left from, and she punches it, and the lady who owns the car tries to calm her down, and they hold each other, and then Jesse rashes away and runs across the street and almost gets hit by cars and then she pukes and then oh, Molly comes and pukes. holds her in her arms and, and they kiss. Yeah, they're about to kiss. They didn't, but they like a... do a soft kiss together. And I wrote out all throughout this movie they have a weird sister mother lesbian relationship mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Well, she does with Chris. There's a whole bunch of lesbianic stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah, we are scissoring full time. And it doesn't go anywhere though except for no. like that kiss at the end but even that didn't make any sense to any real it plot to the didn't. movie <laughs> but so like uh, let's look at this from her name's molly mm-hmm. from molly's point of view <laughs> <laughs> she comes out to her car and there's some woman just beating up her car and then she's like what the fuck and then the woman freaks out and starts throwing up in the street and then she's like, I will hold you tenderly. And then she takes her out to eat, and then she's like, you can just come live with me. Yeah, she is positioned in the film as, like, the one sensible person in yeah, all of this. Yeah, she's the like, moral center. She's the yeah. moral center. She hasn't been hoodwinked by the bright lights of Vegas. She's just there. She's doing her job, whatever. And she's like a costumer? Yeah, she's yeah. a costumer she's... to showgirls. So and... she's not actually a whore. Like, no me Malone. But she becomes one. But the problem problem with her being the moral center and the voice of reason is that her first act in the film (laughs) is this non... Like, she looks at this crazy lady raging against her car and is like, you're someone I want to bring into my life and spend a lot of time with. Into my home. Yeah, Yeah, the only thing that makes sense... Is that she is a lesbian and just found uh, Nomi very attractive. But she wants to fuck that long-haired weirdo. That guy's name is Andrew Kane, and he's on a poster. And you can also imagine him as Corey Beers. Oh, that's Corey Beers. If you want to do a crossover. Don't Corey Beers like that. Yeah, come on. Corey Beers is a wholesome, family-friendly entertainer. (laughs) We uh, go with Molly to her house, which is a trailer, and we are such scissor sisters. It's amazing. Yeah, and we're yeah, having yeah. a chip fight, and there's that poster of Andrew yeah. Kane. And it's six months later, and it made me think we spent like 15 six, minutes on this whole weeks. prologue. How, or six, six weeks, weeks. Whatever. I don't care. Six inches later. <laughs> yeah. yeah for me. Uh, Mid-sized no. dong. No, it's like, so we spent all, like 15 minutes on this prologue, and it really feels unnecessary. Couldn't this movie have just started, like, pretty much where this is, and they just filled in a little bit of Nomi's backstory that they're kind yes. of living together, and, you know, and they're just friends, and you don't have to worry about it. There is literally nothing in that prologue that is relevant to the movie except for the callback at the very end, which is Well, that she's like a drifter. 
But that you yeah. can that gets established pretty well in the movie without that first scene. I guess she could just get out of a car at the beginning. There's yeah. no way I would cut the car punch puke lesbian kiss scene. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You're like, that's gold. You're watching that. And you... <laughs> Everything also, after that is garbage. goes full circle. So Does it? I don't even you, remember that. If you're ending. not into narrative bookends, then that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was box office poison for the director and the star. It's it, amazing. It bankrupted the studio that made it. That's Did it? amazing. It was, yeah. it was, and it's the reason we didn't get a Spider-Man movie until 2002. Whoa, Because really? of Tobey Maguire? No, because this movie <laughs> was co-produced by Carol Co. Pictures, and it was such a Me? bomb that they basically got bankrupt, and they were the studio that had the rights <gasps> to make a Spider-Man movie. Wow, I bet now you guys are pissed. Well, I don't think they would have made a very good Spider-Man movie. <laughs> no, but they would It was like a smutty Spider-Man movie, though. <laughs> I would love an that? 80s smutty Spider-Man. This was like well, mid-90s. Yeah, I would love a 90s Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And to be fair, Carol <laughs> Coe did make other non-smutty movies. Is that like my name, Carol Coe? Carol Coe, yeah, that's yeah. my smutty. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How do I get in on that? Yeah, you should sue them for their bankrupt profit. I, I would love to. <laughs> do you think, why was this movie so expensive, though? Was it just because they had to pay so many... <laughs> Actors to get naked, basically. There's a lot yeah. of dancers the, and yeah. stage production. Yeah, the sh- stage production of the Flame Volcano set is yeah, sure. amazing. Well, and I told you they spent forty-four million dollars on Elizabeth Berkley's face <laughs> makeup. Well, and, and you know what's funny too? The only scene that was filmed on location in Vegas was the when she scene, pulled the slot machine. Yeah, the scene at the very beginning with the slot machine. Huh. What about when they're outside and stuff? I well, I guess yeah, I, the like outdoor drive up kind of spot that the had exterior, to have been filmed on lo- yeah, the exterior that had to have been filmed on location. But otherwise, like the whole Stardust stage and all of that was completely yes. fabricated. Hmm. I'm sure, but that's what you would do. I think I don't know. Yeah, but so, just in terms of your budget questions, David, that might have something to do with it. What is it all, Bill? I see a smile and snatch. She wants to smile or snatch. She wants to see her snatch anyway. I certainly wouldn't. We know that, baby. Yeah, right, you guys. Let's line it up. You got four counts, baby. Let's go. Line it up. Thrust it. Thrust it. Thrust it. Come on. Thrust it. So Molly works at the Stardust, where they have a goddess show, and we get to go with her, and Elizabeth Berkley, Nomi Malone, gets to see all the backstage horseplay of the dancers, and they say snatch at least 500 times. (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to be very matter-of-fact about the boobs here, right? Like, because they're just backstage doing their thing, and they're not really... this when we first pull them out? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But it's Nudity. not supposed to be necessarily sexy at this point, right? They're just getting ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to... This is supposed to be the realism, and they're supposed to, like, mm-hmm. show you what a female-dominated industry is like, and all the... You yeah. get more sexism at the other club, mm-hmm. and but you you do see titties, titties, titties all the time. I like yeah. the uh, the gay dancers, too, and all their, their snide comments. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, and the I, male the the male gay dancers, and this is where we're introduced to the rivalry between the the dancer with kids and the other dancer, right? The black yeah. dancer, yeah, and the white girl with dreads. Yep, yep. 
And what do they do against each other? They just call each other's stinky snatch faces. Yeah, well, and then one of them cripples the other one eventually. Later on, yeah. yeah. And then this is where Jesse Spano meets Gina Gershon. Yeah. Who's named Crystal, and she's the queen bee of this whole scene. She is the goddess of the goddess show. Mm -hmm. And she has the biggest lip liner. And she has... You know, normal-sized titties, but she says she has implants. Yeah, they're clearly not fake tits. Right. <laughs> and Just so be proud of yourself, She gets Gina. introduced to Crystal, and she's like, oh, I love you. I'm a dancer, too. Oh, where do you dance? And then she, the cheetah club, and she's like, you're not a dancer. And then Nomi's- You're a prostitute. You're a prostitute. Then Nomi's like, I fucking hate you! And runs out and is so mad, she can't even go to work anymore because she's so angry. <laughs> she goes, you don't know shit! And you're just like, wow, overreaction much? Settle the fuck down. Well, then she goes out to the car, and her friend's like, I gotta fucking work here. Like, you can't be <laughs> yeah. intense. Or... And then she's like, I'm sorry! And she throws herself against the car really abruptly, which is one of the funniest shots in this movie, I would say. It's just but, overacting 101. Well, this made me think, though, because this is where I'm taking notes against where I'm saying overacting to basically everything she, every motion she makes. But what I thought about this time I watched it that never really occurred to me before was my understanding I'm really reaching here so tell me what you think Mm -hmm. but my understanding of what they're going for here is that Elizabeth Berkeley's character like the way that she is when she's dancing is how she lives like that's just who she is so everything she does has this amplified intensity all the time they even talk about her when they're trying to mold her power and when they're judging her that she's all fire and no Mm. subtlety yeah no subtlety i mean i'm paraphrasing but yeah that's that's the best way to put it all fire no subtlety i'll take it one thing i was getting the vibe was like she seemed very, especially in her private, like, like juvenile. Like, she was sleeping with a teddy bear. And I think she was, like, giggling a lot with uh, she eats her friend. junk food. Yeah, constantly. she's all about the junk food. And I don't she know if they're trying to go so from, like, a, a juxtaposition of her being, like, kind of young and innocent in this, like, dark, seedy world of Las Vegas or something. But then, of course, we kind of learned that she isn't necessarily very innocent. So I don't know if. I was just well, taking something. Well, I don't want to say like she's it's not innocent. It's common but. among people with like trauma to like yeah. retreat a little, and yeah, be a little extra juvenile in your off time. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of speaks real to me. Yeah, what that. But I don't know if that was an intentional real or if it's just something I'm seeing that wasn't there. You know. I mean, we could strip away all their intentions, obviously, because <laughs> this is hot garbage. Well, but at the end of the day, we have a good director, and they're not very. She's not a good actress. No. She's really, really bad. That's the thing is that she, it's comical how bad she is. Like, mm. basically everything she, she's really trying, she's trying too hard. Yeah. yeah. And that's what is so hard to watch. And, but I, I even get that that's the character's yes. motive. But the other thing is it's true that I feel like we never get to know this character at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know the real, like, we just see these. Because it, it feels like she's, like, because maybe just her bad acting. She feels so fake throughout the entire movie that we never really feel like we know what the character is truly Well, but, at the end, she says she found herself. So it might just be the actress. There's a lot of scenes, too, <laughs> like when she's in the goddess show and she comes out and Bobby Johnson's talking to her. James. Uh, and 
the way that she talks, to, it's just very unclear how she feels about other people or what she's motivated by or what she thinks about anything. It's just totally unclear to me. Yeah, so we go to a nightclub and it's kind of like a grown-up Max with like flashing neon lights. Yeah. And she has an immediate like for this black dude for no reason. Yeah, she this, lets him in. With Bobby Johnson. No reason. Well, I mean, she he's probably an attractive man and all this. It's just This is just a whole separate sure. storyline that goes so far yeah. nowhere that yeah. yes. you need to cut it. But uh, Also, she dances like a fucking spaz in this scene. Yeah, the, oh my oh god, my this god. was amazing. I couldn't tell, <laughs> just like you with Sherman, if know, this, this was actually supposed this, to be good or dead dancing. How is this not a gif? Why are there not a thousand gifs of her dancing in this scene? I think there, there probably are. are. There's been like a gay resurgence for this film. <laughs> this was like a true Saved by the Bell moment where you had mm-hmm. no idea if this was good or bad until you let yeah. some character tell you what I was supposed to be thinking of. <laughs> this like, the best dancer when he comes well, up and he's like, like, you're a terrible dancer. And you're like, oh, thank God. Does. Yeah. <laughs> And then she, like, knees him in the balls, and then a fight breaks out, and, and she's, then, like, smiling. Yeah, then she smiles, because she just created, like, the this bar fight. And I'm like, this is weird. I don't know. Is she ha- Does she like creating violence around her? Is that, like, Yes. Real? That's <laughs> yes. probably, this is probably as good an opportunity to ask this question as any. Because I, and I wrote this in my notes later in the movie. Are we supposed to like her? <laughs> she's kind of an anti-heroine. And I do like her. So, talking about her as an actress, I, I did I mention that this movie, if you gave it, like, 10% more John Waters, would be fucking perfect? <laughs> oh, no, totally. They, the, it's campy, but it de- it wasn't trying to be campy. Yes. Yeah. If it had been trying to be campy, it'd be fantastic. And there's a couple times that Nomi Malone really drops the fire of her character, and if she kept up this heat, this could be desperate living. We could be the queen of a garbage town. It could, it could be amazing. Yeah, and I wish it. at the end, because it's all about her kind of getting corrupted. I feel like they could have gone all the way with it, but they did mm-hmm. Right. It's been more interesting if she just fell completely into this dark world and she became just a villain, you know, at the end. Well, and for what it's was. worth, a lot yeah. of critics, both like professional film critics and people who just didn't like the movie pointed out the similarities in the story between this and All About Eve, uh, the classic Betty Davis 1950s Best Picture winner. We should watch that. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a fantastic movie, and it's basically the same story in terms of like an established aging actress that gets upstaged by a fan-turned-rival kind of a thing, and it's all about the, yeah. the tough, no-nonsense, take-no-prisoners world of Hollywood and whatnot. But that was, like, intentional. The The similarity between it was something that the, the director put into the screenplay mm-hmm. in order to try to make it an over-the-top morality play. Oh, and in the dance, they were dancing to a David Bowie song. Yes. I'm Not Afraid of Americans. It's a shitty 90s David Bowie song. Like, all the music in this is shitty 90s. Yeah, I thought the choices of... The music choices were very odd. Later, later when up. we see her stripping at the Cheetah Club, she's dancing to a Prince song. Right? These are great names, but just like they're really off tracks. Yeah. yeah. They're names that wouldn't want to be associated with this movie in hindsight. Yeah. You know? Hindsight. Like, her butt. 
<laughs> so, how much are we going to talk about the opening act at the Cheetah Club? Yeah, so we go to the <laughs> Cheetah Club for you the mean very Bazoom? first time. Is that her name, Mama Bazoom? I believe so. Uh, She's a big lady, and when she honks the horn, her titties come out. <laughs> her, I gotta say, her tits looked great. That's I, the thing. She might be my favorite character in this movie. Is she your favorite titties in this movie? Quite possibly. They're up there. I Can, wish more women had shirts like that. Can I, they put uh, their arms up and their titties come out? I feel like with her and the strip club manager guy. This oh, ugly face gangster yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. What is that called? He's got acne scars. Pockmarking. Yeah, yeah pockmark. Dude. He's definitely from a lot of gangster movies. <laughs> uh, Austin, do you have any? Oh, um, we've all seen him before. Yeah. In at least one of three things. Uh-huh. He was... The Bond villain in License to Kill, which was oh. one of the Timothy Dalton movies. Was he called Pockmark? Uh, no, he was called Franz Sanchez. Because uh, that's one he was the right race. He He's was fighting Italian. drug lords. Uh, he was one of the two Special Agent Johnsons in the original Die Hard. Oh. And he was one of the three goons in The Goonies. Oh. Oh, that's the one I know him from the most because I was shot in my team. I got one that I know that I got for Mama Bazoom. She is on Orange is the New Black. <gasps> oh, really? Are you shitting? That's the crime lady. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She should take her tits out. Of I know. She's the got, they're Black. probably still great. They show all kinds of tits in that. She's okay. Let's start a petition. I know. Yeah. Holy shit. Showgirls was that actress's first credit. Hmm. Wow. I figured she was someone who'd just been like around for a while in bit parts, but that was Yeah, she came on with a lot of confidence. So, Carol, how did you feel about the things that this character has to say about herself and about women in general? Um, I can't really remember it, but I kind of feel like she was channeling like a titty Don Rickles. And when I (laughs) plug in that formula, there's just no way it's not gold. I I feel like she, Don Rickles just insults the audience. She was insulting herself. Well, that's how women have to do it, David. Get woke. I well, that's the yeah, that's the that's the whole point of the movie. They shouldn't have to do it, though. I would hope she would try to break free of the chains, though, right? Yeah, but with those titties, she can do whatever <laughs> she wants. She can write her own yeah. check. No, I just feel like her and the strip club manager guy—they're like going for an archetype of like you know, this is my dysfunctional <laughs> family, but they're my parents, but they never really yeah. earn it. They no. wanted us to feel like they were. Yeah. I gotta say, that's my very favorite scene in the movie. Sorry to jump ahead. Cool. But later when she's in the goddess show... Because these people are basically pieces of shit. Yeah. This club owner is a just complete garbage... He's she's like demanding blowjobs off the new mm-hmm. hires. Yeah, she's kind of endearing to a degree. Although she's, she's amazing. She totally she's Mother Teresa. Yeah, but she also says, what do you whole. call the useless piece of flesh that... Is around a penis? A woman. A woman? Yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> well, and it's like, Carol <laughs> likes it, though, so maybe I don't know. And it's also like, who wants to see this? Like, who wants to see her before a bunch of strippers, like, yeah. come out? And, I don't yeah. Think. But anyway. If we were wondering if the lava set was a real Hollywood, yeah. Vegas kind of performance, when you bring up this, like, who would go to this place, right? So, she's okay. The club owner is just... A piece of shit. Like, oh, yeah. he's a garbage human being. And then later, when she's in the uh, goddess show, there's this scene, and there's not a lot of, um, there's not, like, much of a score to this movie. It's no. all just songs that they play while they're stripping. 
But she comes out, and Mama Bazoom and the pockmarked guy are, like, come to visit her. And there's, like, this violin music playing, <laughs> and it's supposed to be this sentimental scene. Yeah, they have like, really unearned sense. And you're like, yeah. she didn't even like these people. <laughs> that, to me, is the most incredible scene in the whole movie. That's, Ryan, like, my exact funniest... notes for that scene were... Aw, they're like a little family of strippers. This is a really <laughs> weird scene. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, it's what's like... funny is I, when she leaves the strip club, I noted in my notes that I wished the strip club manager was nicer to her on her exit. Like maybe he was right. like, "Ah, oh, you'll never get a job." But then you know, kind of gives her or, like he's trying to play you'll the be, hard. You'll ass, be but... back here in two weeks, but good yeah. luck to you, kid. Yeah, right, you know, or right. something. No, like a J. Jonah Jameson kind of vibe yeah, with Spider Man. Yeah, and but he doesn't. He's just a complete asshole to her. And so I just noted, I was like, eh, I wish he was a little nicer of a character, but whatever. Thinking it's probably the last we see of him. And then they do this. He shows up again, and I'm like, well, now you're really not earning this because you've made me not like this guy, and now I'm supposed to like him. And just... he's like, we all miss you down at the titty bar, kid. And yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, him oh. and Jesse Spano just hate each other the whole time. It is yeah. so unearned when they come back. It's amazing. Mm. Ryan, you you mentioned how there wasn't a whole lot of music in this, other than, like, the stripper music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a quote on IMDb from Tony Halliday, who contributed music to the soundtrack. Mm. saying, I met Paul Verhoeven, and he was just so charismatic. He wowed me into this horrible film, selling it as some intellectual comment on the sex industry. I walked out after 45 minutes. The screen went dead every time that woman was on it. (laughs) Does he mean Jesse? He does. Yeah. She. I think it's a a woman, Tony Halliday, with an I. Oh, she, yeah, she means Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah, so Elizabeth Berkeley is stripping at the Cheetah, which is, I guess, just a blowjob club because you have to blow the ugly manager with a bad skin. And then Gina Gershwin and Deeb, who's the entertainment director, Kyle McLaughlin, come in to get a private lap dance. Yeah. And Jesse Spano first breaks out her back-breaking sex moves. So this is, so Gina Dave, or... Gina, Gina Gershwin. <laughs> yeah, Gina I Davis. wish. Gina... I would love this movie if Gina Davis was in it. Dude, she would have the charisma, and she's, like, really tall and gorgeous. <laughs> she would crush it. everyone yeah. beneath her monstrous feet. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum from Wadib. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they were married, so they could really do 69s, and it would be legal. Anywho. She's just a bitch, right? Because she's just coming in here to antagonize this, like, Woman, yeah, she met she's once. Giving her five hundred dollars for a private I know, that lap is dance. True. This, this is a weird. Uh, this is or the, or is she just finding her so attractive? She just wanted to go watch her. She definitely wants to les out. Yeah, because this is the lesbian vibe. Yeah, yeah. She's at least bi because yeah, Gina Gershwin is dating Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, and but they both have the hots for no me alone. And when are we going to talk about Kyle MacLachlan's hair? Let's do it right now, David. Because <laughs> that... It was awful. That's all I can say about it. It is a total 90s, like, part with the two side flanks. You know, yeah. it's like two wedges pasted on the, the scalp. And, like, just constantly, like, covering his eyes that he had to constantly brush back anytime he tried to talk. David, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when I was picturing your alter ego, Jordan, <laughs> he had that hair. There was and no was frosted con- tip sauce. And was and was constantly flick- flipping it out of his eye. <laughs> Jordan has frosted tips. Of wow. course he does, yeah. 
Yeah, okay, oh, totally. Okay. Oh, also when she does the lap dance for yeah. Tom McLaughlin, she licks her own tit. Yeah, yes. yeah, that was one of her moves. And then she also, like, so this is the first time she does it, and I think it's, like, her move. And I watched it, I guess, like, not too long after middle school for the first time, before I before I had sex ever. So I'm like, is this what coitus is like? Should I learn <laughs> yeah. something from this? And should what I, she should does. Should I bone up on my aerobics? <laughs> on my right? thrashing? Yeah, she professionally thrashes. She clams onto the man with her legs, and then she just rolls her back like she doesn't even care oh, about her spine. And, like, her titties are really... There's some freeze frames where they're really funny, like going every which aware. Everything she does is angry. She la- yeah. She gives an angry lap dance. She has sex angrily. Everything she's mad about. Yeah, I noted that this lap dance was really weird, and I guess it kind of fits with how she has sex when we finally see it. But yeah, she just bends her back, and then, but Kyle McLaughlin's getting off on this, and that's kind of weird, because I like... She makes him come. I know, I feel like, this is not sexy at all. She says specifically, like, I liked it when you came. Like, that's the point, is that she makes him come. From thrashing around wildly. I guess I didn't get that lesson. (laughs) I only know because she says it. Yeah. Yeah. I should note, because it might come up later, that she also, during, like, the beginning of her strip, before she goes to the lap dance, she, like, does a bunch of pinching of her nipples. Right. Presumably uh, to get them harder. Well, that's the other thing that That's was... a, another subplot. The nipples and their hardness <laughs> is a whole 20-minute plot. Yeah, Boy, really she gets weird. mad when people comment on the lack of hardness in her nipples. Well, see, I guess we'll get to it, because she does it here, but then in, in that scene where she's auditioning... Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. your nipples aren't hard and I've got to pinch them. And she's like acting all confused. And I was like, you just did that like three scenes ago. I think yeah. you know what he's referring to. What- well, and there's this idea throughout the movie, this trope of like lines that she won't cross. And yes. again, like, she, okay, she won't let, she won't fuck someone. Although she will grind on Kyle McLaughlin until he comes, but whatever. Yeah. And then. But, but her line is that she doesn't want to be a whore. She doesn't want to be a whore, but one of the signifiers of becoming a whore is putting ice on your tit. <laughs> no, it's just getting money. Getting money for no, fuck. But the act the act of being like, hey, do you want ice to put on your tit so your nipples are hard? Like the You mean way... in this film. That's yeah, the film. That's like that's a trigger for her. <laughs> no, it, it is. is. It comes it up totally several is. times. That's she's her like, line. Giving Kyle McLaughlin a lap dance until he comes, not mm-hmm. a whore. Having someone offer me ice to make my nipples hard, that would make me a whore. I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird disconnect in terms of, like, mm-hmm. what does and doesn't cross that line for her. Totally. So, but at least we're getting our money's worth out of them nops. So when Bobby Johnson shows up <laughs> after she leaves from grinding on Kyle So, okay, well, he's just leering in the doorway. Right. For some reason, yeah. the bouncer <laughs> yeah. doesn't bounce him. He's like, a black guy watching these guys fuck. <laughs> That's a common pornography in this yeah. area. I'm going to let it play. Cool with it. Yeah, well, the bouncer eventually bounces him. But sure, like, after like 10 minutes. I know, I'm like, I don't think you could get that close. Like, bouncers are pretty <laughs> ever-present you in guys. a strip club. They're not letting you wander anywhere you're not supposed to be. <laughs> Take it from David. I'm just so. going to say I'm a little disappointed that that bouncer bounced him. Simply because if not for that interaction... I wouldn't be convinced that he wasn't a figment of Jesse Spano's imagination. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that would sense, be a good yeah. twist. I'd have to piss on you to give you a clue. 
They want tits and ass, you give them tits and ass. And you still show them tits and ass. If you want a worker, you work around your own time, you got it? Well, my period. Yeah, right. It's all right, I got towels. You can fuck me when you love me. I didn't fuck him. Yeah, you did. You fucked him and her. Are you following me around? I didn't fuck anybody. I, was I saw you. Man, everybody got AIDS and shit. You know, what is it that you think you do? You fuck him without fucking him. That's what you do. Well, it ain't right. Bitch, I'm telling you the truth. I have a problem with pussy. Austin, did you read in our internet fact base the part where the director said what this movie was really missing was a murder mystery <laughs> subplot? Yes. <laughs> it would make it better. So, yeah, we need this Johnson... movie longer with more pointless subplots. Yeah. So, Bobby Johnson says a lot of amazing things to her when she comes out. He's mean. What? He's kind of an ass, right? Like, yeah, everything fuck him. she does, he's like, you're a whore. You're a he's whore. Like, you're... He's like, bitch, you a whore. <laughs> well, what's weird is he's like, don't be a stripper, but do these naked dances with me. Well, he says it's art dance, but then we go over to his house and show enough, that's just stripping. Yeah, so he, says, he just wants to do her, right? I don't know. Who's, so he's, who's a good he has person a dream. in this movie? It's the, uh, he Molly, does have a dream. Molly, just Molly. Right? Just Molly. Yeah. So he says a couple things I want to talk about. Yes. One is he says, you got more natural talent when you dance than anyone I've ever seen. Which is hilarious. And also a lot. <laughs> Based on what we've seen. You know, she is a good dancer. For the not most in part, this movie. I'm just gonna... Ooh! Yeah, not, what not when from she's... what he saw in the club, I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, and that's a question I have for you guys, too. I, is I it... do briefly want to point out about the club, that afterwards she got arrested for inciting violence. <laughs> well, and then it... on the way out, she said, shit happens, life sucks. Because <laughs> that's the theme of this movie. Here's yeah. my question. Mm-hmm. Her dancing, is it her fault? Or the choreographer's fault? Uh, I think it's the choreographer's fault. I okay. think she did a great job at dancing. So that first thing he says is funny. Yeah, to be, and then... To be clear, Carol, I think she did a great job at dancing what the choreographer of this movie wanted her to do. It's just that that choreography is terrible, so then it makes her look <laughs> like a bad dancer. But at no point anyone was like, you're fucking overacting even like when you pick up a fork like yeah. dial it back a little bit. you can't eat yeah. a hamburger Jesus without Christ. overacting this is a problem i love the way she ate them fries <laughs> so guys i want to tell you more about what bobby johnson says uh-huh <clears throat> he says he's warning her about her career path and he says man everybody got aids and shit that's the best line <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> and then and then She's not trying to hear it, and you kind of wonder... That's the thing about this character, too, is you're like, does he have good intentions, and is he helping her, or is he... And we find out, but my instinct is no. And then she walks off, and he goes, bitch, I'm telling you the truth. (laughs) Yeah, he uses a a lot of derogatory language. He doesn't seem like a good person, right? Like... He's, I don't know. He like, super like, doesn't. No, he nagged her. What he I mean is that to nag her. I don't know how we're supposed to feel about this character at all. I think we're, we're supposed, supposed to, to like think, him. Right? He's supposed to be like Milo yeah, in yeah. this list. He gets a bittersweet 
a supposedly bittersweet ending. So I his think, ending is fucking bizarre. <laughs> I, I would say just to be sympathetic bitter. to him, but we are. Uh, Ryan, I just wanted terrible. to point out, in addition to him being Bobby Johnson in South Central, yeah, he was also in the Jaguar owner in Speed. Whoa, right. that's where yeah. I know him from. And this is even better. He was also in too, Speed right? Two as a yeah. totally different character. <gasps> what? I haven't even. Why haven't I watched Speed Two? And David, do you you remember the movie The Day After Tomorrow? Unfortunately. Uh, do you remember how one of the people trapped in the library with them was an African American hobo <laughs> with a dog? <laughs> Vaguely. He played the African American <laughs> hobo with the dog in the day after tomorrow. Oh, I thought he played the dog. <laughs> you guys, he's Bobby Johnson. We're gonna watch South Central after this because that's a great bad movie too. Deuce, Deuce Life. So Nomi gets that lap dance from the important people, and she gets an audition for the big deal at the Stardust Club. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get that scene of. Thrust! Thrust! Oh, yeah. Thrust! Who's that thrust. redhead guy? Yeah, a comedian, funny. generally. Austin? Uh, his name is Greg Travis. And, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not Greg Travis. He's the uh, he's the sleazy <laughs> business owner guy. Patrick oh. Bristow. His name is Patrick mm. Bristow. He looks like the redhead from Modern Family, but he's not. Right. He um, was the proto of him, though. He was, sure. yes, very much so. Uh, uh, he... We probably know him best as the VirtuCon tour guide in the first Austin Powers movie. Totally, um, I would watch. He's done was a he lot. Like, mad about you or something? Yeah, he's wow. done a lot of like voice work and like one-offs and sitcoms and stuff. He was on an episode of Friends. He was on Ellen for nineteen episodes. Yeah. Oh, totally. And yes, Ellen. he was on Mad About You for a few episodes. Uh, and, uh, looks like he popped up on Step by Step at one point. Oh. Oh, so I also want to talk about the scene where the guy, the casting guy for Goddess is Uh just berating everyone is incredible. Yeah, so we have the audition, and this guy reads every woman down the line for filth. Mm. He's like, oh, you got a new nose? Now do something about your ears. Come back to me when you fuck off all the baby fat. Yeah, we don't want all these, (laughs) is this a what, like a what do you say about her watermelon breasts? I, no, that I they were. We, this isn't a patch. It's not. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not a pumpkin patch. Get them titties out of here. Get them watermelons out of here. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with watermelon titties? And then he asks someone like, How, "What classes have you taken?" And she lists them off. He's like, "This is a show, not a class. Get out of here." And you're like, "Yeah." That was like not a good burn. I know. He's just. I mean, I guess that's supposed to be his character. He's being a dick just to show that he's a dick, and yeah. I guess right. He says he's that just he wants. To, like, go on. This seems amazing. The, the line I wrote down was his his declaration to them was, "I want you to dance and I want you to smile." <laughs> and I don't care. Fuck all about the rest of your life. Yeah, he's hard as hell. It's amazing. He's like, I'm a dick. And then he comes down to Nomi Malone, and he's like, what do you think about it, Pollyanna? And she's like, I think you're being a dick. And he likes it. Well, then she's like, what would you call me? Pollyanna. You look and like Pollyanna. And oh. go ahead and do a slight spoiler. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Foreshadowing. So that has right. something to do with her original name. Oh. Another plot point that I feel like is completely unnecessary in this movie. But... True, yeah. true, true. 
So this audition works, and all of a sudden, we are in the real show at the Stardust, at the Goddess. We leave ugly face and titties, and we go to this new life. We pulled the name Drew off the mirror, and we're doing our makeup along with white dreadlocks and black girl who still hate each other. Oh, yeah, that... Well, that's like an age-old oh, conflict, right? Is... Like, white girls with dreadlocks and black girls, like, they just can't get along, right? <laughs> Who are True, dancers kind of in weirdly naked well, Las Vegas shows? From yeah. the beginning of time. Well, first of all, before that, that's where the scene where she's, like, getting the job and she's talking about the Versace dress she got. Which is another weird character quirk. Apparently she doesn't know the name of things in Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, well, I think yeah. that she's supposed to be, like, it like, betrays her podunkness. But I feel like... Someone probably would have notified her, like, at the store or something. <laughs> like, you'd think she would have picked up yeah. on it at some point. But And also, she got the $500 from that lap dance and then spent it on a dress, and that didn't seem like Right, and she was with Molly, and it's like, well, doesn't she owe her rent? Yeah. <laughs> and also, at the audition, that is the moment where we get her hard-line stance on not using, letting the man or herself get those knobs hard. Yeah. Yeah, but but she pinched her nipples before. Right? Now she won't do it. Did you know, know you're only supposed to dance with rock hard knobs? I, yeah, I, I, I know that. it now. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you never. I never told you that. It's hard to take that lesson. Yeah, no. Let's all get make sure that we live the dream, you guys. Oh, speaking of which, I don't know uh, the, the when we see the goddess dance and Crystal comes yeah. out and then she has like those like jewels on yeah. her nipples. <laughs> I don't think that's sexy myself, but I because don't know that. like, well, it looks gorgeous. I love it aesthetically, but yeah, when it comes to like what is actually sexy, you know, it's, it's pajama pants and nothing yeah. else. It's comfort, right? Yeah, exactly. It just looks weird. It looks unnatural. I'll put it that way, and that's never really attractive. It's a good but... stage show, and and like they make the knobs the plot point, and it's like I actually wasn't looking. <laughs> You know, I scan the breasts, but I'm not, like, staring at yeah, them. Give, <laughs> and it kind of, like, tells you to, like, look at their tits more it's than their probably face. probably the only movie, the only, like, major theatrical release <laughs> non-porno movie in which the hardness of one's knops is a recurring plot point. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they work it in. Well, there's that, there's that subplot of Forrest Gump. <laughs> which one? He's like, my nipples were not hard enough. <laughs> my mom always says, if you're going to have knobs, make sure they're hard enough. Uh, so there's, there's, after, she gets the, after she gets the audition and is in her show, uh-huh. she has a scene where she comes out of the hotel and gets in an argument with the magic dancing Negro who's now working as a valet. And yeah, he shifts and he's on her ballet all of a sudden. Yeah. And he keeps talking about the number he wrote for her. And that the scene, I, I, I'm going to yeah. keep my eye out for it when we watch The Wedding in Las Vegas, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure they filmed a scene in that same turnaround spot of that hotel. Oh, yeah. It's probably like the cheapest place yeah. to film or something. Speaking of weddings and Saved by the Bell, so, okay, you can really clearly, right, flip on the lens where this is a continuation of Jesse Spano's character. Well, Elizabeth Berkley is playing this as broadly as she did Jesse Spano, yes. so it, it fits right in. And I feel like this all relates directly, very directly, to her father's wedding when she dry humped her own father in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? My I girls. Do. That's right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you think? <laughs> Don't say that. That just squeezed me. 
Do you think that incident in the hot tub with her father is what fucked her up to the point where she did all this stuff? Sure. Yeah. Well, see, I was hoping they they later talk about assault with a deadly weapon. I was hoping she killed Zach, mm. but maybe that's not what happened. Clearly, it's not because college years. Yeah, maybe just her dad or her stepmom or her cut, or uh, her stepbrother Eric. Um. Yeah. Well, this did this did air about a year after the wedding in Las Vegas, so she could have killed Zach after wow. the wedding. This was after the wedding that's in Las cool. Vegas. It was released after. Oh, wow. But she about, already like, tarnished her reputation with this, right? <laughs> it came out in September of 95, and the wedding in Las Vegas was like October of 94. You know, I will say that I wish I saw Elizabeth Berkley in more. Well, she's in like a Woody <laughs> Allen movie. Uh, I'm not going to watch him. <laughs> well, uh, that's yeah. all you get. So. Welp. <laughs> uh... So, is it weird to have kids in this movie, just with all these Absolutely. naked actors? Okay, yeah. that's the thing. The part with the kids backstage... By the way, there's a lot of monkeys running around. And the so. monkeys. <laughs> so, we're backstage, there's titties, there there's horseplay. And that's not weird. More movies I need more agree, monkeys David. There's a few, like, really weird logic jumps in this movie. And probably the greatest one ever is these kids are backstage, there's nothing but tits. Wall yeah. to wall. Just, and monkeys. Just beavers and tits and just piled up around them. <laughs> and it's a boy and a girl. She has two kids. A and boy these and kids girl. are like, I want to see the monkeys. I want to see the monkeys. I want to see the monkeys. Like really obnoxiously and persistently. <laughs> these kids suck and for she's, sure. Yeah, those kids are garbage. Yep. And she's like, tell <laughs> those know kids. that boy would just be drooling right, be right now, stroking. right? Like, but, so then she's like, tell those kids to shut the <laughs> fuck up. And these kids are devastated to hear the F word. <laughs> And you're like, there's nothing. There's a yeah. fucking nipple poking you in the ear right now, kid. A hard knock. Because mommy's got to be rock hard, baby. She's at work, man. She's got to pay the bills. And at first, <laughs> well, see, I feel like just going like, I first I thought maybe they were filming this in two segments where you had like the nakedness, but then the kids were filmed separately. But there are clear scenes where the kids are in the shot. With just nudity behind them. Those right? kids have seen everything. Must have been a good <laughs> casting call. Children must not mind titties. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just interesting. I don't know. It is what it is. And hopefully they all, it all worked out well. Well, so, it didn't because their fucking mom gets pushed down the stairs. Or wait, no, their mom is no, the stairs. Their mom pushes someone down no, the she- stairs. No, oh, it's the neither. The, she's the one that slips right. on the beans. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Can we talk about the part where they talk about eating dog food for a long time? Yeah, that part's <laughs> weird. <laughs> hey, 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 what is going on here? Just go to igg.me slash at slash sbtbreviewed. Or go to the sbtbreview.com website. It's so simple, even Screech can't screw it. Thanks, gang. Well, I'm off to chase an armadillo out of the tennis court. Support Saved by the Bell reviewed on Indiegogo. It's not the choice of idiots. another moment where where we get Nomi Malone hanging out with Molly and they're like having a gal time and they talk about they're like I like dog 
puppy chow no, when I was. Gershon. Oh, is it? That is it yeah, dinner? When Crystal yeah. took her to like dinner at the fancy restaurant. It was the and it was by, the like yeah. I am the future version of you. Yes. You are the younger me, but I also kind of want to have sex mm-hmm. with. She you. totally wants to, and also. <laughs> As all movies and also, have. I noticed at this part, and I found it really weird, that there were Christmas trees in the background of the restaurant. This is a Christmas movie, you guys. Yeah, this, oh, this, I think this yeah. takes place at Christmas. There's, yeah, winter there's in Christmas Vegas. trappings in the background all throughout. It's yeah. really easy to miss them, but it's I was like, like what? A, uh, what's that director's name? The Kiss Kiss Bang Bang guy? Who did oh, Iron Shane Man Black. It's yeah, like all Shane his Black movies movie. take place at Christmas. So, they're having dinner, and Jesse Spano's like, was it brown rice and vegetables? Mm-hmm. She's like, it tastes like dog yeah. food. And Gina Gershon's like, I've had dog food a long time ago. And then Jesse Spano's like, I used to love dog food too. And you're like, what? They <laughs> ate. What the fuck are they even talking about? They ate puppy child. They both had troubled childhoods, and you know, sometimes you gotta eat what you gotta eat, you know? And then Gina Gershon's like, you have great tits. Okay, yeah. I just want to tell you, this I, script was 10, they got, someone got paid $10 million to write this script, right? Oh my god, that's the dream. <laughs> so, here's the lines. You have great tits. They're really beautiful. I like nice tits. How about you? I think her tits <laughs> are only okay. Wait, hold on. And then Jesse Spano says, I like having nice tits. Yep. Cha-ching! All the way to the <laughs> bank. <laughs> And I just, I don't even know why this whole sexual tension between the two is... Well, here's the other thing about this movie. It could be really interesting if they did it right. I'm pretty... Yes, it could. Well, sure. I agree with that. I mean, not to jump to the end of my opinions (laughs) on this movie, I feel like there's like a nugget of a good movie. There's several dank nugs just floating in there. (laughs) But but here's my thought. Smoke it right on. But they do not execute any of it properly in any sort of way. And then there's like too many threads. I think that all the main characters in this movie are bipolar. Yeah. Because every interaction between Jesse Spano and Gina Gershon are like, I like you. I like you too. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, Fuck exactly. You. It's like that's all that happens between them for two hours. It just happens yeah, over and over. Yeah, again. yeah. But that's their the... entire relationship. And I guess there's the vibe that everybody in this movie wants to fuck Nomi. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that vibe. Oh, definitely. And yeah. imagine this with like fresh-faced baby Drew Barrymore, right? Like if they had someone with a sweet mm. face. I like the way that Elizabeth Berkeley has that snarl, but she never quite like becomes that that feminine ideal that we all have hard dicks for, right? Uh, Ryan, to answer your question, mm-hmm. Joe Esterhaas was advanced two million to write the script, and wow. then picked up an additional one point seven million when the studio produced it. We gotta get into movies. Yeah, so it's only like four yeah. million. Only, Don't worry about only it. Not. He only he only Trump got paid four million to, to come up with. I like big tits. Oh my god! So because Crystal is shining on Nomi, she gets an opportunity to make one thousand dollars at a Japanese businessman's boat show. <laughs> yeah, is this where? When does the strip club people show? Oh, a little uh, later. Not, yeah, but we've already talked yet. about him. Okay. You know. I've got sparse notes because I started. Yeah, but this this is where you start Crystal's... falling asleep here. I just fall asleep until one thirty. This is where Crystal <laughs> is basically no. trying to 
like needle know me and like yeah. push her buttons because she recommends her for a job that's basically just an advanced bit of prostitution. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. didn't have to prostitute. It seems like it was just suggested, but that's her thing. She doesn't like having to have hard knobs and she doesn't like having to fuck dudes. That's one of the. But isn't that kind of rape culture where it's just suggested? Yes. And... Well, that's one of the weird things about this movie to me is that nothing's ever straightforward. They're never like, hey, we're going to pay you to do this boat show, and they're going to fuck this Japanese businessman. They're just like, oh, we'll just pay you to do the boat show, and then they show up, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, what do you think about uh, fucking this Japanese businessman? And they never yeah. seem to expect anyone to not do it, but they're never straightforward I feel like it. a lot of that element is really strong. Like, when you're a woman, and mm-hmm. you find yourself in a creepy situation, mm-hmm. it always kind of starts out fine okay. with one bad thing, and then that snowballs until you're snowballing. Mm-hmm. No, I think it does kind of ring true, and not that I'm an expert in this, that there'd be, like, this show, and then this new woman comes on, and then they do, like, oh, how about you promote this? And then it's like, oh, this rich guy wants you to come back to his apartment. Maybe you should go back to his apartment, because they can never actually say what they want, because that would be, like, strictly illegal instead of just, you know, implying illegal. Prostitution's legal. It no, is. it's not. Um, it is no, in prostitution brothels. Oh, in Nevada. No, Nevada. it's uh, it's there are pockets of Nevada, I think, around Reno, where prostitution is legal. Prostitution is explicitly not legal. But in how Las come Vegas. when you walk down the street in Las Vegas, people are constantly flicking these cards at you, and they're for prostitution? Because you're popular. No, they're just escorts. There's women who are just going to show up. And, you know, show you a good time. They might show you their boobies, but you're not a lot. So those women, when you meet up with them, you're like, here's $200 to spend an hour with me. And then if you're like, do you want to have sex? Do they get really offended and upset like Nomi does? (laughs) I think those women... Probably not. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm confused. I'm just you a know confused. if you if you want a real. I'm saying answer, this is a kind of a gray <laughs> yeah. area. No, if you if you get one of the ladies from the back pages, they will fuck you for two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's all, it's prostitution, Ryan. What but, but it's not it's legal prostitution. Not, okay. Yeah, it's not legal in Las Vegas, so they have to be so they're coy about getting it, roses so and kisses. For I guess. Money. Yeah, they're what I'm sports. saying about this boat show situation. Is clearly they're setting up for this Japanese businessman to get laid. Yeah. And it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like it would be very difficult to make that a guaranteed thing. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure when it comes to the sliz market, that vaginine is a really high tier premium. But, mm-hmm. I mean, give them blowjobs. That's fine. Blowjobs yeah, are like <laughs> 50 bucks. Really, they, they, want to ha- they want him to have sex with the showgirls. Not just some like yeah. prostitutes that they find. Do they get this to do is, it on this the is boat? The high roller. He like, doesn't man. want some some dirty snatch. He wants like top shelf. You guys, <laughs> he yeah. wants those he... exaggerated pelvic thrusts. <laughs> Does anyone exactly. want that? He... Is that what? Okay, so I was confused by that sex act. When you guys saw that, is you those that did? Were you like that? Is what coitus is like? I can't wait for a woman to spasm on the pool? me. The pool scene? <laughs> the pool and the private lap dance. Um, pretty much similar. I think that when I was a kid and I saw it, I had never had sex before. Right. So I didn't really have a basis. Did but... that look real? <laughs> no. <laughs> it did not, yeah, it did not look real at all. But I will say that it wasn't just completely comical to me 
as it is now. Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. now oh. I can't watch it without laughing and wondering what anyone was thinking. Like, it really seems like a recipe to throw <laughs> your back out, and as soon as you hit, like, 25, 30, you start really being careful with your well, fucking let's, spine. Let's just say, like, David, well, let's say you go on a date with a woman. Yeah. Let's say this was, like, two years ago. <laughs> and you go on a date mm-hmm. with a woman from the internet, and things go well. And one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. She goes back to your apartment with you, and then she just gets on top of you and just starts thrashing around. <laughs> like, would you enjoy it? I'd be reaching for my phone and calling 911 because I think she'd be yeah, having a seizure at the moment. Right? <laughs> no, I would say this is like. I mean, this movie is pretty much softcore yes. porn, except it's trying to yes. have a message. It's like borderline. Those two it's things are not even. It's it's are conflicting. It's with worse than softcore. Yeah, exactly, because it's trying to have a message in a fairly anti-exploiting women mm. message at certain points. Well, and that's not going to work well no. when you're. Yeah, they want it both ways. When you're. Also, well, it's trying an anti-exploiting be... women message when you pay Elizabeth Berkeley a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's trying to be, it's trying to say something about how women are more than just a means of titillation, while also titillation? offering up constant women titillation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like people who work in but, tech at startups make a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars is pathetic. Like, and it's like Elizabeth <laughs> Berkeley, I guess. I mean, she probably got rich off Saved by the Bell, actually. Like, I don't know, Rich. I don't know. You wonder if she got residual. She must around, have. You know? There's just no way. Because once let's a show's hope. in syndication, I think you're set. Because this has got to be but, the most she ever got paid for one role. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's $100,000? Like, that's just, that's not enough money to... After taxes, that's like $60,000. Yeah. That's like a pretty yeah. good year. Yeah, I know, and she probably, yeah, it's probably about a year Let's later. talk about the pool sex scene but, entirely. Okay. Well, no, I think we're jumping ahead a little, a little bit. but do you want to talk it... about any of those other bits? Oh, the fucking beads on the dance floor, well, so yes. the braids woman hurts the black woman with beads on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, we have the diamonds have always brought me luck scene, and well, a bitch goes down, the good thing and about... no me covers yeah. for the it. The cool thing about that scene <laughs> is that the show just keeps going. Yep. And it's like, then you cut to like after the show yeah. and she's hurt, but you're like, I like to think that the show went on for like another hour with this woman just <laughs> on the dance floor. It's, it's like, like, ah, my spine. The show must go on. <laughs> I understand the whole show must go on routine, but at the same time, at what point is it just weird for the audience to see this person <laughs> writhing in pain as these other That's women are good dancing? Money. Around it's like when you go to see wrestling and the wrestler drops <laughs> from the rafters and dies. Yeah. David, I want to clarify something. <laughs> I don't think people were they excited were about that. They were excited. Their heart was going. How does it feel for the audience to watch the show while this naked woman is writhing around in pain on stage? <laughs> That's a good question and it's about our whole show girls experience, really. Hey, do we want to back up and talk yeah. at all about the scene where Magic Dancing Negro goes all Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing on her. 
Uh, yeah, when oh, we're when learning his period. dance. Yeah, oh, and then he like that, fingers yeah. her, and she's on her period, and he's yeah. like, "It's okay, baby, I got towels." There's so... a couple parts about her being on her period, and you're like, "Stay classy, dude. Stay classy." Because I think the whole point of his character is when his black hands are cupping her white titties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then later and she then, comes like... to visit him. But then, oh, sorry, go ahead, David. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say she. It's like he's like, "Oh, she's on her period." It's all weird, and I. You kinda no, 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 no. That. You can have period sex. I mean, maybe she doesn't no, know him can, good but... enough. Usually not the first time, yeah. First time, period, sex, baller move. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying, but maybe she's not comfortable with period sex. <laughs> maybe she isn't comfortable with period sex, and that's a perfectly acceptable acceptable position for her to take. Yeah. And then <laughs> she comes back. But then, he, it's like she doesn't put out, so then he just, like, has sex with someone else, yet he seems to be like she's the one for him, yet... Now he's just well, and it's the young know. stripper, too, from the other club. Yeah. Who I also possibly think is a figment of Nomi's imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of characters. Are... I've had dog food. You have? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. I like nice tits. I like having nice tits. Well, that's the other thing, too. The sentimental scene where the two characters from the Cheetah Club come to visit her. I wrote this down, so I missed it when we talked about it earlier. But the last yeah, thing the guy specific... says to her, just as like <laughs> I wrote a that down too, moment, right. there's like fucking violins playing. We should say it okay, at the same ready? time. Three, two, one, two, one, two, right. three. Must be weird Must not, be weird having not have come on you. It wouldn't come on you. <laughs> Loves her. It was. I would say that's bittersweet. Um, it's certainly <laughs> well, bitter. It's when maybe, the semen gets in your mouth. There's say, certainly like a tang. Maybe more salty than bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it worked better if I liked the character at all before this. And then I just don't even it. know what they were trying to do with that scene. Like someone filmed that. <laughs> someone know. wrote it and then someone filmed it, and you're like, what were they trying to do? And the, the magic. Yeah, somebody wrote the line. Somebody read it and said, "Yes, as an actor, this seems like an okay." But line David, to say. like we said that together, <laughs> I would agree. It's weird not to have anyone come on you. <laughs> I wouldn't know, having never it's laughed. True. I also love how the magic dancing Negro is upset when she gets the job. He's like, "What about my routine and our dance that we're going to do together?" Okay, and I'm like. Sucks. Do you have a venue? Yeah. Do you have? What's is it a plan? paying gig? Like she got a fucking job. Yeah. She can still work <laughs> on your goddamn dance in her off hours, and then maybe when you book an act, then she'll quit her other job for it. But until then, settle the fuck then, down. Oh, by the way, you're also fucking that other woman right now, so get off your goddamn high horse. <laughs> well, let's be clear about this guy. He says, oh, "I wrote this song for you. I've got this act. I think it'll be great." Brings her back to his place to do it, then tries to fuck her. And then it just doesn't happen. And then he does the exact same with uh-huh. another woman and does fuck her. And yet he still tries to act like, well, no, this was still really for yeah. you. This wasn't all an act. Yet, why are we supposed to believe him on any of this? This sounds like he's yeah, a totally. this guy. He should be dead to know me. And he, she acts like he is, but he's going to have another little stinger. 
And then we get ugly face and titties stinger. And at this point, when they come back to try to be that stripper family, I'm like, oh, is big idiot hair baby who stole your suitcase going to come back too? Oh, yeah. Not and yet. He, he totally did. And I was like, oh, I was kidding. So that brings us to the comic <laughs> Let's pool get scene. fucking. Okay. My first concern yeah. here was that they were fucking in the pool and it had neon palm trees behind them. Mm. And I saw them dying <laughs> from electrocution in every oh. frame. Maybe she was getting a little electrocuted in there. You know what? I was too busy thinking about Kyle McLaughlin's butt. That was a butt double. Yeah. No, it was. Yes. Are you serious? It uh, wasn't his butt. Did I stutter? It is not. I'm in shock, Carol. I'm trying to take it in. Okay. I know. Just be gentle with well, me. Well, I can't because this is Hollywood, baby. Pow, pow, Carol, pow, when pow. You drop a bomb like that on me. It just takes me a second. Okay. Stunt I'm sorry. But you, re- you, you literally just crushed all my dreams. Well, that just makes me realize that I've come. A hundred times to someone else's butt. So you need to look him up and write him a fan letter. I'm writing a letter to that butt. Ryan, why did the man's butt be your moment? Because I thought it was Kyle Laughlin's butt. It was the agent for the guy who likes pie. Agent Cooper? Mwadib? I feel like it says something unintentional. I think it unintentionally says what the movie is trying to say. The fact that the one bit of male nudity in this movie is a body double for yes, the star, yes, whereas yes. every other yes. female in this movie is completely naked and you know it's Absolutely. her because they're always showing it from... This whole time yeah. we had an NC-17 yeah. rating, and I'm like, where's that dong? Yeah. Dong, 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 yeah. dong. Let me see that dong. That dong, the dong, 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 dong. Right? Where is it? Let me see Mwadib's sandworm. Let me see his shy halud. It's too shy. <laughs> <laughs> to shy, shy. Hush, hush, hide away. Yeah, the thing this show is, the thing this movie is trying to say and what it actually says are in polar opposites yeah. to each other. I just read a whole article on <laughs> Post oh. about Cisco's thong song because there was like an endless debate about what mm. dumps like a truck means like. <laughs> I think that definitely means shitting. <laughs> well, and that's what a lot of people said. And they asked Cisco because well, it's like. No, it's Authority. It's like the 20th anniversary. <laughs> he wrote the song. I don't think he did. Uh, well, I can tell you what it means if you want. What does it mean, Ryan? What it means is that when trucks back up and they're like, dude, 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 he was referring to women who like look back at their ass while they're backing wow. their ass up. And that's like I a really dumb truck pref- backing up. I really prefer this shit. Well, I know you do. Cisco's gay. Exactly. Though, right? Super. Yeah, that's what I heard. So that that's why I always just imagine the songs about men and oh, things. I'm learning a lot today. Uh, back to the pool scene. <laughs> Did anybody? So Nomi didn't like champagne earlier with Gina Gershwin, but she'll take it when Kyle MacLachlan just pours it on her head in a pool. So was and that then, sexy? No. Yeah. And then they leave the glasses in the pool, which is very unsafe. They drop the champagne and the glasses. They're gonna put that in their butt later and die. Yeah. I feel like I'm assigning gender roles, and that's kind of sure. sad. But it was a little weird when he was like, I only drink champagne. You thought that made him a little, uh... Feminine and... It seemed like l- <laughs> less manly than it most characters are portrayed. Drink you're such, a, you're such an you're MRA, wealthy. David. I know. <laughs> you're right. It was just an odd thing. I don't know. Men drink beer. And whiskey and poop. I was just specifically the third one of those. <laughs> I drink poop. 
I was just blown away by the subtle symbolism. Symbolism. In how the water fountain in the pool was like his ejaculate when they had sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Symbolism. I will say that the sex scene started out kind of erotic. Well, here's the thing that's (laughs) tricky about my 14-year-old self that saw this scene (laughs) on cable a lot of times. Here's the conflict. Is that you see full frontal nudity at the beginning of the scene, mm-hmm. which makes it awesome when you're right. 14. You're like, I just <laughs> saw Jesse also... Spano's beef. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so do you think she taped up her labes? Because oh. I was looking, and you know, some people have like labes that extend from the silhouette, and some yep. don't. No yep. judgment. All sure. pussies are beautiful. Yeah. But I think she taped up her labes so that huh. she still could leave like something for... Her wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> is she married? I mean, I bet that she is. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> I well. Also, so... chlorine is really bad for your vaginal. Chlorine. Yeah, don't it... fuck in a pool, dummies. Oh, Seriously, right. you'll ruin your whole bile. Also, floor. water is the worst lubricant. Yeah. It will take yeah. away your lubricant. Yep. Yeah, that's no. But I was. So, like I said, it started off, I mean, it's cheesy, but, you know, all right. And then, and so I was watching, and I was like, I remember watching this earlier, like, back on TBS time, and it was really bad. Maybe it's not as bad as I remember. And then she started, like, flopping around. Like, she arches her back, because like, she's, like, on his lap. It looks then, like, like a seizure. And, like, literally starts flopping around like a fish out of water, which is ironic, because she's in water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's what she's doing. And... It also made me think back to what you were saying, Carolyn, about like when you're a kid and you're seeing sex yes. scenes like this. Yes. And I did not see this movie, but I saw softcore porn. <laughs> and, That'll fuck you up oh, too. Yeah. And you realize, and then when I became older and actually started having sex, you realize a lot more precision is involved. <laughs> than what you see in these kinds of movies where people are just flopping around and like the pelvises are thrusting like yeah, it's really Three annoying. Three feet, four feet back, and then, like, slamming into each other, and you're like, that's just... A recipe. <laughs> a recipe for a bent penis, <laughs> exactly. or, yeah, you know, a wrong holing, yeah. or something that's not right. gonna end well, you yep. know? Right. So, on November 1st, 2003, Elizabeth Berkeley married artist and occasional actor Greg Lauren at the Esperanza Hotel, and they're still married. Aw. That's Aww, that's very sweet. And they have a kid, they have yeah, they have one kid who has to grow up knowing his mom in this movie. <laughs> that is that's that's what happens. I guess it's fine. He can he, he's rich. He's how would, be fine. Carol, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. How would you feel if you your mom started a movie like this? I mean, would I be rich? Because I'd be fucking fine. She made a hundred thousand dollars, Carol. Well, you're that's right. That's like sixty thousand dollars after taxes. See, that's, like nothing. that's that's about probably as much as my mom cleared when she sold the house, and I didn't see it. I won't see any of it. Right. Um. You know. I mean, if you, but I would inherit those titties, and it's power. Titties are. You can use them for money, or you can just have them around. Either way is fine. Uh, you know, so, it would be kind clearly. of unfortunate, certainly, for me, if my mother was Elizabeth Berkeley-esque. <laughs> but also, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You're coming from a lineage. 
And having, like, a sex lady mom is only bad because, like, society says it's bad. So you like having nice tits. I certainly do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my family, when I look at us together as a unit, I see good eyebrows, good jaw. Well, my, my skull is good. Other people have the bump in the nose. Mine's perfect. When I look at my family, I see good eyebrows and good titties. And we're kind of short and we're kind of fat. But that just helps the titties. So you're not fat. Thank you. But I mean, our family. You know, we a little. Like I'm right (laughs) between fat and skinny. I'm fine with it. It's cool. But we have some roundness. It's in the family. We'll see how I age. (laughs) (laughs) My mom definitely. I've told you about like being in the earthquake and she was sleeping nude and she came downstairs and woke us up and her titties. (laughs) were wobbling in the earthquake and they were mom titties and this is locked in my consciousness and it was so amazing and weird i like how you remember your mom's titties more than the earthquake i'll never forget because the earthquake was moving her titties and she was yelling at us she's like get under the door frame get under the door frame it's like under her titties she's in the door frame yelling at us so it's like nah i don't think it's that big of an earthquake mom so titties were sheltering you, though. They could have, you know. I could have found more sucker there, but I, we were fine. It was pretty much. So here's one of the things about this movie that uh-huh. confuses me. Okay. Which one thing? Because there's so many. I said one. I know. Of the I know. Not the one thing. But which one? Um, is that after she fucks Kyle McLaughlin? Yes. In the morning. Yeah. She has this ongoing thing where she won't do cocaine. People keep Everyone offering her, is doing a lot of coke. People keep offering her cocaine and she won't do it because she's like morally above it. Does she? She just drinks a little champagne. She just gets champagne on the head. We never see her do drugs. She does cocaine right here. Oh. Because then in the morning, <laughs> Tom McLaughlin's like got all this cocaine and she does some. And that's one of the things where I'm like. Because she's my, getting corrupted yeah, here. She's becoming is that what crystal. It is? Yeah. Because she even Yeah, and does she's it. like fucking Kyle McLaughlin kind of to get at crystal more than anything else, right? Yeah. Right. And then she, when she takes the cocaine, she like puts it on the nail of her pinky, which is yeah. what Crystal did earlier when she offered some uh, to Nomi and she turned her down. Uh-huh. So it's basically that's supposed to be the like, now that she's had sex with Crystal's boyfriend, she's becoming more like Crystal. I Why just, don't they just get together? Let's see. What I was confused by mm-hmm. was after, you know, then he's like... Or why don't you wait till the morning? Then it is morning. And like, how did Cal McLaughlin not know it's morning? But that's beside the point. <laughs> He's right. Uh, <laughs> he she goes back to her place, and Molly is sleeping in the same bed that she, Nomi was sleeping in earlier. So like, does this place only have one bed? Yes. And do they I have think to like so. have sleep schedules for yeah, this bed and or sleep, sleep together? Shifts. Yes. Also, I would uh, like okay. to note that the bedspread is. Very reminiscent of the Saved by the Bell slash sitcom pastel era. Yes. Well, everything the things, about their abode is, seems a bit juvenile. Which one is of the things that's really frustrating to me about this movie, especially at the end, which I will wait till we get to the end. But there's no. She must be making pretty good money at this point. Yeah, as one of these showgirls, and she lives in a trailer with Molly, who also has a really good job. And it's like okay. they basically just live in like a ba- that's basically a studio apartment. This trailer. Well, the one thing. Well, no, let me rephrase that. This is certainly not the only <laughs> thing. One of the <laughs> things this movie is not clear about is other than its early six weeks later cry on is how much yeah. time is passing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been a running yeah. subplot. Once she got the job at the Stardust and she had to meet with like an HR person and give her like social security number and stuff, that sort of started this running subplot of like, who is she really? And why is she so cagey about mm-hmm. her background? And you kind of yeah. feel like this, unlike the Cheetah Club, which I could totally see just paying <laughs> cash under the table. This is the kind of joint that, like, yeah, they're going to get your social security number. They're going to take taxes out of your check. You're going to get a paycheck. Like, it's a yeah, it's a nudie show, but it's, like, an above-the-board mm-hmm. kind of establishment. So by the end of the movie, they find out, like, her backstory and whatnot. And so I feel like she must not have gotten a paycheck at any point prior to that because <laughs> then they would have needed her social security number, which they don't really find very out until unclear. the very end. So I feel like... Maybe only a couple of weeks pass at this point. No idea. So let's call it a month. Just on sure. A <laughs> After the cocaine scene is the shot of her washing her face with all the makeup on. Yeah, and then also <laughs> a really sentimental shot of her eating a burger, which I appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> devoured. To answer your earlier question, Kyle MacLachlan didn't know that it was morning because his hair is like a curtain. It blocks yeah. out the light, so he hadn't moved it out of the way yet, so he didn't know. You're right, I, I should have paid more attention. that she's fucked Maudib, she ends up getting an audition for the understudy of Crystal, because that bitch who fell down on them pearls on stage was her understudy, and now we've got an open slot, and we are ready to fill it. (laughs) I see what you did there. And also, we get to see James again. He's fucking got a weird dance at the cheetah, right? (laughs) He gets his bitches in these weird body stockings and they yeah. are doing a like a not very sexy horny dance and then they get booed off stage and look let's be honest i feel bad for the guy he's got some artistic goals here and he's oh, trying man. to put on a show with his like weird overly exaggerated dances and whatnot but at the same time i can't blame the guys that went to like a cd strip club to see naked women and then didn't get to see naked women yeah, if they could get another location that might be more susceptible to... Like, was this really the best venue for him to be putting on his little show? And what would so be was the this good the venue? Cheetah Club? Yeah, that was the Cheetah Club. I mean, no. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Why would they let him back after he was, like, creeping on those uh, lap dances? Well, There's only two places. they let him... <laughs> For a long time, you know, he was pretty cool. Ryan, you're joking, so, but I'm 100% sure this was at the Cheetah Club because they only had that set. Yeah, and I totally. feel like that, uh, Ma- <laughs> yeah, she came out again. Like the Yeah, Mama well, Bazoo came like, out at the end of, the, oh, of his dance. Because, like, what is the point oh, of his, he has this whole idea of, like, this erotic, but not smutty, it's basically the it same, is smutty. it's the same level of sexuality as the showgirl shows. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. wants to do it in a titty bar? 
He well, doesn't. See, there's no. Like, there's no artistry here. Let's be, not grope because for what no is it there. He's against the showgirl shows and thinks yes. that those are like low class. He's just mad when she gets money. Yes. Also, there's a moment where he is the valet or whatever when the guy chastises him before they fire him for talking to her, and he says, "Don't work her on the floor." Basically, like, don't talk to your prostitute right now. Uh huh. So that's their relationship. No, he's a very contradictory character. He sucks. What I thought they were going for was that, like... He sucks, David. (laughs) The goddess... Well, no, this isn't what they were going for, because the (laughs) plot doesn't go where I thought it was going, but it was like, I was thinking this whole goddess show, it's supposed to be better than porn, you know, it's a showgirl show, and what they're trying to say is it really isn't, but that this guy was really trying to find the art in eroticism, Mm -hmm. and I thought what was going to happen was eventually Nomi was going to get sick of the goddess stuff because it just, you know, it's all seedy, it's dark, you know. It isn't any better than being a low-rent stripper. Correct, and she'd leave, and then they'd do this show together, and then it'd end up hitting big, you know, and this would be like, her big break would be with this guy, and they're like, It would have made more sense. Maybe And that would have spoken more to, like, what the movie is trying to be, which is, it's trying to be erotic, but not exploitate exploitative but it right it's, it is yeah. now i'm seeing now i'm seeing james as the character of the director of this film who's right. luring into luring her into a false like art eroticism when yeah. actually it's fucking garbage so instead what happens <laughs> yes. he spends an hour building up this show to the audience to us and then we see it and he just gets booed off stage right away <laughs> and then he walks off stage, and then his co-dancer, who's the dancer from the Cheetah Club that we met earlier, he's like, give me a beer, bitch. Yeah. She's like, yeah, oh. yeah. She's like yeah. oh, you. <laughs> I hate this part. And then he's like... Adam, to, is that this movie's attempt at like being, quote, real? I don't like, fucking know what this <laughs> is. And then he's like... Um, and he's like, well, we're having a baby, right. then he's and like, she's a bitch. My wife is a bitch. Yeah, and yeah then he's, he's like, just we're getting like, married. And then he's just like, I'm going to get a job at a grocery store, and that's it. And then we never see that's him it. again. That's so a, I guess that's just That's a movie wrap for the magical dancing Negro. <laughs> I know. Well, he's Amy, so he says he's getting married, and then she's like, do you love her? He's like, I don't know. All I know is I knocked her up. And... <laughs> Then she's, like, talking with him like he has terminal cancer because she's pregnant. <laughs> like, his life is now over, I think. Pretty much. Over. That's what happens when you have a baby, right, Austin? Well, no, I think she's more upset <laughs> that he's, like, going to be a grocer instead of, like, pursuing this weird dance thing of his. But I'm like, he's already worked, like, a half dozen baseline normal jobs already like he's been a bouncer he's been a valet like you've seen him it's true he was just a valet it's no big deal if he works at a grocery store right like in in the grand scheme of things it's not any worse than that well doesn't he quit being a valet in a dramatic way he gets fired because he won't stop talking to her yeah that like that was like a running bit that they just kind of forgot which was every time she like meets with him he ends up getting fired from his job right oh so I thought then, that was going places, but spoiler alert. It didn't. Spoiler alert, David. Nothing that seems like it's going somewhere goes somewhere. <laughs> Just to the store. So then we have a really nice battle dike sequence with leathers and motorcycles. Break dance fighting. <laughs> They're like lezzing on each other so hard. 
It's yeah, there's the lezing thing, but then it's like sexual assault that's going on on stage. Like, not because it's a stage show, but it's like performed sexual assault, which I'd just be like, if I was watching an erotic, like, showgirls show, I don't know if that's what I'd be wanting to see. Well, this was my Maybe question. Maybe this is like meta for the movie, though, I suppose. Yeah. This was my question about the goddess show is that. Is it always changing, or do we just see different parts of it throughout the movie? I also wanted my, that, Ryan. My interpretation was it was different parts of the same thing. Like I they agree were just doing with that. Different the, scenes. The, the evidence know? for that is that we see her getting into costume for this scene much earlier. Correct. Right, right. Because okay. right. it's a great titties out, leather teddy, yep. bob look. I love the mm-hmm. look. I'm not going to kid you. Tori would fit right in here. Oh my god, Tori. And there's a motorcycle on the catwalk. Like, there's titties out and motorcycles (laughs) out at the same time. And this is when I am for sure that this is not a show. Yeah, and uh, Crystal and Nomi are practicing this dance, like in in their first meeting when they end up going to lunch afterwards. Yeah. This is the dance. They're doing the Les dance from this number. Les dance. But this is just where, this is the (laughs) other point where I'm like, what kind of show is this? And I'm picturing. And maybe it's, maybe Vegas was. I mean, I know Vegas has changed over the years, and maybe in '95 it was still a lot different than it is today. But I'm just picturing like people my parents' age going to a casino and being like, <laughs> yeah. "Let's take in a, a show at the casino," and then this is what they see, and it's like yep. guys like fifty year olds in sport coats with their wives watching this show is like leather clad motorcycle women are humping each other on the stage and it just seems You know, weird. I do know that people watch like erotic shows like the the no especially the, the old people. Like when you are young you can like pay a stripper five bucks, but when you're like forty that's when you can well, have like a hundred dollar ticket to the titty show. But I certainly don't think there are motorcycles. Well and to be clear, <laughs> I don't have a problem with the notion that stuff like this exists in Vegas. I just feel like it would be off Broadway, so to speak. Whereas this is being presented as like the main headlining act of this show. And it has lots of people running around naked, humping on stage. Yeah. I feel like it's a throwback where, you know, Vegas just as a whole was seedier than it is, than it changed. So it's just much more adult in general, which I'm not saying it's not still adult. Cause as Ryan noted, if you walk out of a casino at Vegas, they're going to be handing you cards with yeah, naked women that you can call place. up. <laughs> but I think they've attempted, especially the major casinos, to just be more family friendly mm-hmm. in at least not having, I don't know. And so that's one of those where I'm like, I know that transformation is recent, but I would have thought mm-hmm. it had already started by 95, but maybe not. Nope. Not at all. Okay. Vegas no, is like I an think... R-rated Disneyland. Is yeah. Because I'm, I'm no, picturing maybe like... that transition you're speaking of, Austin, was happening, but movies are always behind right, the times, you right. know. I'm just picturing so... like a married couple being like, "Should we see Wayne Newton, Siegfried and Roy, Celine Dion, <laughs> or this Goddess <laughs> show? Oh, let's go see mm-hmm. the Goddess show, and this is what they get." <laughs> yeah, and then there's a big orgy in the audience. Yeah. Pretty much free H shows. So after this scene is when we get Nomi's, I would say, defining moment. Yeah. Uh, we have Gina Gershwin being a huge bitch to Nomi on stage, more than necessary. So she on the way her. down the stairs to the catwalk, we yeah. push that bitch down the stairs. And this completes her evil arc, yeah. right? Right. 
And if she was pregnant, then she could get an accidentally convenient stair abortion, oh, just let's... like in Britney Spears' movie Crossroads. And many other and many others. I <laughs> I love that she just straight up pushes her down the stairs. Like, it's awesome. There's no, <laughs> there's no ambiguity to nope, it. Yeah. There's no ambiguity. Yeah. There's no like crafty scheme. There, like the other yeah. gal at least was like. I'm going to drop these beads from my costume on the floor and make it look like an axe. And she's just like, I'm so fucking pissed at that bitch. I'm knocking her down these stairs. I'm just pushing her down the stairs. <laughs> she's no butterfly. She's all pelvic thrusts. <laughs> That's the quote. What I, I love is when they're trying to, they're like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Because Gina Gershon's fucked up. <laughs> we need to replace them. They say, they go through this exchange several times in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, drop they, them names. Specifically, they say we can get <laughs> Janet Jackson oh, or Paula, Paula Abdul. Abdul. <laughs> and even at this point, Paula Abdul's not even that big. I bet they could definitely <laughs> afford both of them now. One, yeah, and yeah. It's one of the- Neither of them are going to do a show like this with their titties That's out. That's right. I'm, like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm sure Jackson's Paula titty. Abdul would just prance around nude in this show. Like, come on. <laughs> Paula wouldn't, but Jackson pulled her titty out. and No, Justin Timberlake Carol. pulled her titty out. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. But I do believe that she, like, signed up for it earlier. Because she was wearing that crazy, like, moon sun nipple yeah. ring. Yeah, no, that was very That's delicious. not daily wear. That's true. Yeah. That was no. the birth of the term wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. yeah. But I, I also oh, what they do is they go, we could get Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul, despite all probability. But <laughs> let's get Jesse from Saved by the Bell <laughs> Yeah, <instead>. exactly. <laughs> well... I like, so... This is when I looked at the running time, and there's still 20 more oh, minutes God, of yeah, this no, shit. Let's like, wrap this up. What's going on Let's here? go, let's go. Let's uh, <laughs> Well, I like that they run down the list of Crystal's injuries, uh-huh. and that one thing they say, which is just a sign of the times, like, she's got a concussion, but that's all right. But uh, she also broke her hip. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I don't know if the guy, I don't know if she should be dancing with a concussion. Like, the concussion's <laughs> would... probably the bigger problem, and you just don't realize. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the all-concussion dance show. Yeah. Yep. They all just get <laughs> headaches out from the light. I think that's what you saw in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Molly, Jack accuses Naomi of doing this push, and she kind of disputes it, but not enough, and it seems like we've really lost Molly. Until she just shows up at the mansion because she wants yeah. to see Cory Beers. We get a little aborted subplot with aborted. the white dreadlocked mom yeah. that, yes. that oh, yeah. broke the other gal's knee. She covers for Nomi, saying, like, oh, I saw yep. her. She didn't push Crystal. And then later at the party is like, hey, do you think you can put in a word for me with uh, to be your understudy? Sort of showing the perpetual cycle of, of the showgirl world. It's circle of life. No, and I have it written down that as that they have a saboteur pact. Yes, yeah. But you know, you know Jesse Spano's getting pushed down some stairs. Yeah. And you feel like that's gonna go places, and it doesn't. I told you, David, nothing goes places. <laughs> that was the place. That was the place. <laughs> you figured she was going to start acting to her like Crystal's acting to Nomi and that, you know, it's going to be this perpetual cycle of people being assholes to each other. But no, it just it's aborted. Yeah, it's. A... <laughs> you know, you should really see Caesar sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line they keep dropping. Oh, and... yeah, we forgot about that, that uh, way back when at the boat show, she yes. gets proposition. She turns it down. She gets Kyle McLaughlin involved being like. 
this asshole tried to, you know, whore me out. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll take care of him. And he doesn't. Chews him out in front of Nomi. But then once she leaves, he calls him up and be like, oh, you know, get your right. ass in here, you, right. you lovable scam. Right. <laughs> so now she's finding out because of the, they're using the same line that Kyle McLaughlin may not be a good person. You know? Yeah. And this is where I would argue in a couple steps later that we should use Kyle McLaughlin as the main villain and not even involve this Corey mm. Beers character. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it just muddles the message just throwing this random villain at the end. This is a way we could be really strong. Also, earlier when Jesse is told to take her top off, like everybody hesitates after that dance audition. But with her and her fire, she should get them titties out. If yeah. she was just 100% bold and never, like, backed off from hard knops or loose labes or whatever the challenge lies, if she was just a 100% fierce switchblade sex worker, I could not love a character more. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because you're right about the Kyle McLaughlin villainry. Mm-hmm. It would make the story make more sense. But also, I appreciated that this guy, this fucking Fabio hair guy, yeah. that they actually set it up. He's really 90s. His name for the record is Andrew Crane. Carver. Yeah, but they actually oh, they okay. actually <laughs> um, foreshadow, at least that he'll show up. Sure, he's yeah. in the background as a poster, and he, she's loved him the whole time, Molly. Yeah, yeah and he she sees, Nomi sees a picture of him and Kyle MacLachlan mm-hmm. together before they have floppy fish sex. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, what does he do? Well, let's get into the darkest part, right? With Ugh. 10, 15 minutes left on the movie. This is f- fucking disturbing. Molly? <gasps> Father killed your mother, then killed himself. He ran away from a foster home in Oakland, December 1990. Arrests, Denver, soliciting. San Jose, soliciting. Cheyenne, soliciting. Shall I read you the rest of them? How possession of crack cocaine. Assault with a deadly weapon. Tell me something. Why did you stop hooking? You had your future pretty well mapped out for yourself. I did what I had to do. Not a whore. Nah. You're not. You're gonna be a big star. Softcore yeah. titties and yeah. vaginas. All of a sudden, we're getting this black woman raped by three dudes. I want to say, too, if you're yeah. 14 and you're watching this on Showtime. Stop masturbating Exclusively here. for the purpose of jerking off to it. <laughs> this is not a welcome inclusion. <laughs> yeah, the other exactly. thing that's weird is a couple things. One is that he doesn't 
just want to rape her. He wants to watch other people rape yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. Which makes it even more disturbing. He has these two guys that it's their job to rape in front of him. I'm not... And yeah, sometimes his bodyguard. And then the other thing that's weird about it, I mean, everything's fucked up about sure, it. Sure, yes. Is that after they rape her... They just, like, release her into the party. And she shambles, bleeding from the Ganesh yeah. onto like, the well, ground. Right. Did they think she was just going to go eat some hors d'oeuvres and hang out? Like, why <laughs> did know, they let her go? There's, I always love hors d'oeuvres, but after a rape, that would really perk me up. <laughs> she was in really bad shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why didn't they just Black at least, eyes. like, let her go to sleep or something? All right. like, well. there's, a, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. And I don't think we have enough time. But, no. A, when we first meet, uh, what's his name? Andrew Carver? Yeah. yeah. He's George Washington Carver's grandson. That's terrible. I love George Washington. Like, the first thing he says to Nomi is... Inventor of the peanut. <laughs> yes, David. The first thing he says to Nomi is, I like your ass, right? Uh-huh. Yes! And I want to see that he ass. He's like, hey, you seem like an upstanding chap. Why don't you meet my friend here? Yeah. And I'm like, maybe that should have been a warning sign to Nomi that she should steer her friend clear Despite of Despite your friend's but... fandom, he's not a great guy. Maybe don't introduce him. Yeah. So what you're saying, David, is that it's her own fault. No. That's I'm what I heard saying... you say. You said it. I heard you say it. You said it. It's nobody's fault but the rapist. <laughs> but then secondly, the, yeah, I mean, you know, just... Keep in mind, if you get a bad vibe from a guy, that that might be something Absolutely. You want it's like that slippery slope we talked about earlier where mm-hmm. somebody does one thing creepy and then before you know it, you're painted into a corner. Yeah. Not that it's the woman's fault, but that as a woman, you have only a couple tools to avoid a nightmare scenario like yeah. falls our moral center Molly with a triple gang rape. After all this yeah. nice soft core and lava, we, we watch this. And it feels like this is almost, and I'm not saying it, something like this has never happened, and I'm no expert. Well, um, actually, I have to say that reading the facts about this movie, this part was based on a real Hollywood thing that happened, that the director was was aware of. Maybe. It just feels like such a caricature of how fast it happens. He's like, hey, why don't you come to this room? And then, bam, it's happening, and you're like, yes. "Mm." And it almost, and I feel like most rapes would be a little... Subtler, for lack of a better term, <laughs> the like, subtle rape. Yeah, well, no, no, like, the, when he's I was, like, I was surprised at the the escalation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like when he's oh. like licking her face when she's getting raped by the other guy. That was really hard to. Well, look everything at. I is really hard scene. Yeah, no, this is absolutely the darkest material we've ever come close yeah, to. Absolutely. I guess so. We're always saying how this is what's happening as subtext, but we never actually watched it. <laughs> Usually, happen. we're like eating mm-hmm. cotton candy and yeah. chips, and this show is like like gooey. It's like we're eating ancient fossilized eggs with baby ducks in them. It's well, so challenging. My... I mean, to be fair, we to be fair, we watched a children's show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is literally the exact this. opposite of that. Yeah. Um, my one of my big problems with this. I mean, it just it's, it's disturbing as hell, and it's uncomfortable to watch. But like, it's completely tonally dissonant with the rest of the movie. Right. And so you're watching mm-hmm. this movie, and it's a terrible movie, and she's overacting yes, up the wazoo. Yes, she is. But yes. there is some campiness to it, and it's fun to watch in a bad kind of way. And I know this movie has come, you know, developed sort of like a second life for itself in terms of being a so-bad-it's-good, campy classic. Like, I know they do, like, midnight screenings, like Rocky Horror Picture Show and stuff, and yeah. everybody just kind of laughs at how bad it is. 
But then you get to this point, and you're just like, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't. Yeah, it ruins the fun. This isn't so bad. It's good. This is just really, really hard to watch, and it's hard to imagine enjoying this as a campy movie when this gets thrown in at the very end. Yeah. And they are trying to say big things about rape culture. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's yeah. good. Just not handled deftly. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I'm not saying no. Any media could never have rape, or you can't handle it well in a movie or TV show or whatnot. But I will say that if you're a two-hour movie and one of your main characters get raped 15 minutes with 15 minutes left in the movie, you're probably not handling it very well. Right, right. That's maybe not the place to develop that plot line. So Molly gets beat the fuck up and she awakes in the hospital. And Nomi has a real aha moment. And then goes and decides to kick the shit out of this guy with yeah. her high, high leather boots. She uses dance well, we should power. Say, this is where everything gets muddled here because it's like we get this new character and he just turns out to be a super villain. And then we learn that Kyle McLaughlin doesn't want to like sue him or like get the police Which, involved. Yeah, he doesn't even want to like have him arrested. Yeah, but then he tries to use blackmail to stop that from happening. Yeah, is yes. that what happens? Yeah, basically yeah, he the has works... Nomi's information from her arrest. Mm. Her well, name... and he points that she's from Oakland. Oakland represent. Her name is Polly Ann, which is very <laughs> oh, similar to Pollyanna okay. that the bitchy dance director called her, and her father killed her mother yeah, and then a, killed. Some... Himself, and then she did. Yeah, she's been busted like for crack cocaine, yeah, and prostitution. So and that's why she hates being a whore. Here's where he's like, Molly will get a settlement, and she'll be able to own a, open a store or something. And that's I mean, what I meant that's at the beginning. Really nice because no one ever gives rape victims these good payouts anymore. Right, but what I'm saying, what I said at the beginning, yes. and then I really had to follow it up because of what I said earlier. I wanted to explain it. Yes. But um, that's the thing, right? She becomes a whore by saying you get raped by these guys, but you get this settlement, so that's your reparation. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. sex for money. Like, And this woman, who is the only person that was sort of outside of this whole uh, seedy world, gets pulled into it. Yeah, literally yeah. Like against her will in the most awful mm-hmm. way possible. Right. It is a morality play, but I mean, all the same, yeah, if you can get that check, get it. Yeah, the idea is that, so she goes to the hospital and Nomi's like, let's call the fucking cops and get these guys thrown in jail. And Kai McLaughlin's like, he's a big star, he's important to the hotel, we're just going to throw a lot of money at your friend so that she just lets it lie and we're not going to get this guy in trouble because he's an asset. And then Nomi's like, well, I don't fucking care about any of that. I'm going to call the police anyway. And that's when he's like, oh, you are, are you, Polly Ann? I know all about yeah. you. And dun, that, dun, for dun. some reason, shames her into not calling the police. Yeah, but she I never really does, that. even though she could have, because she decides she doesn't want to continue being a showgirl. That's the part that confuses and I, me. Yeah, And I feel, I feel like it would have been a better morality play mm-hmm. if it was just more... You can call the police, but then you're not going to be the head of the show anymore. Right. Or you could be the head of the show. We could give her a lot of money, and we could just sweep this thing under the rug. And depending on what kind of movie you want to make, either she agrees or disagrees or whatnot. Right. Why do we pull back from that moment of her getting a strong choice? Well, and, like, what's the point of her backstory stuff? 
of any of it. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But also, who cares if she smoked crack? She's a fucking showgirl. Well, right, like, that's that's cares? what I mean. Like, I don't feel like there's anything blackmailable there. So I feel mm-hmm. like no well, blackmail, like, the, like the, guy, the guy from South Central. I will say, I felt like part of the implication, because they talked about, like, assault with a deadly weapon, maybe they were going for that she hasn't been tried for all of this, so she's kind of on the run from the What I think is that when I see a Las Vegas titty show, I want to know that the actresses are wholesome. Yeah. 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 You want to know that they came from all, they all came from good homes, right? The other, the other possible reading of it is that Nomi is so ashamed of her past to the point where she flies into a Hulk like rage Anytime mm. anyone like utters words that are vaguely familiar, similar to her name, and well, she flies into Hulk like rage over everything. Whenever <laughs> anything happens, so she's so ashamed of her past that just the notion of like now that she's the star of this show, the world finding out who she really is, even though it's not like she she can't lose her job over it and she's not going to get arrested for it, but her secrets would be exposed. And she is so afraid of that that she'll do anything to keep it a secret. But I don't, I mean, they don't sell, if that's what they're going for, they don't sell that at all. Mm -hmm. So here's a question I have for the group. I got into a real debate over this. I watched this with Rachel, my girlfriend, who also told me a lot of the uh, IMDb. My apologies to Rachel for having to watch this. She was a good sport about it. She told me about how Jesse Spano got (laughs) $100,000, and she told me about how that woman's from Orange is a New Black. Which were astounding facts. <laughs> so we had we got into a pretty intense debate over this, and I still don't know the answer. I'm posing it to the group, but when she goes to beat up the guy, mm-hmm. what's his name? Corey Beers? Uh-huh. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> she takes her shirt off, and her nipples. They are these... have lipstick on them. Yes. Well, because what she was in very insistent on is that she was wearing fake rubber nipples. Over her, on her titties, to make them look hard. And my That's thought... That's a good thought, but I just don't see the script doing my, that. Well, it's not the script. It's just, like, the production. I don't know. But my thought is just that they had coloring on them. Nip, yeah, it was lipstick. But they're yeah, definitely bright to me, red. like, they were lipstick. But why even would you have that? I, don't I, I cannot know, answer man. that question. I was also like so, when he licks her titties, it comes off. It's it does. lipstick. Yeah, I was. So I'm but I was also confused then. as to what that was supposed to be doing or saying or what. So those are we're all agreeing those are not fake rubber nipples. I, no, I did not read yeah, it that way. Sorry. Okay. You want to see fake rubber nipples? Look at Mallrats. That's the only movie I know that does it. Who who has those? The psychic. Yeah, the three nippled psychic. Oh, right. So, you guys, who else is in the fucking hospital besides Molly from her very traumatic oh, onset? Wait, I have rape? one more question. Wait, this that happens after he kicks his ass. Yeah, right? she, yeah. his ass is kicked. He, she leaves him presumed dead and yeah, then tells the two her, bodyguards that he's sleeping it off. She uses like her you're... awesome dance power to kick his ass. Here's my other question. Yes. But. I would have preferred that she used her nails in some way to, like, scratch. Uh, that it was would be all great. about her nails and how she's, like, doing her own and nails. Oh, yeah. also, since she was kicking his ass with those high kicks, I want to see her labia. Oh, We're yeah. We're spending uh, this whole thing looking at her vagina. I would like ending, to see yeah. a really good vagina kick. Like, powerful. I also would have liked for her to have used her switchblade to cut his balls off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or just, like, carve her name in his taint. Here's yeah. my other question. Okay. 
is that what we've seen before is that this guy engages in sex, and then these two guys come in, and the three of them rape together. Mm -hmm. She is very lucky they didn't all do a triad. (laughs) I know. Why didn't they this time? I feel like after the last time, he's like, you know, you guys, I didn't like your dick last time. Maybe just leave it. Mm -hmm. Well, more, more importantly, Ryan, to your point, she beat the shit out of Andrew Carver, who was who yeah. did terrible, terrible things to her friend. But it was yeah. the white bohunky bodyguard outside that did the actual raping, yeah. and he got a, she didn't beat the crap out of him. That's true. I well, mean, we had to think they were all raping off camera, but yeah, he's the yeah. one we're for sure on. Yeah. But yeah, those two got off scot free. And here's, I like, just it doesn't make a lot of sense. To sure me. doesn't. Uh, what um, if the lipstick on her knobs was poison, and when he licked it off, he that's died? Hard. There you go. I that's how so. I would do it. I'm with it. But so I poison knobs. You make a sound. I'll fucking kill you. I'm no expert on sexual assault or, you know, the <laughs> yes, you are, David. of such. I know. <laughs> but I feel like what movies get wrong <laughs> is they think beating up the sex or like punishing this person who does the sexual assault suddenly fixes things for right. everybody. Well, I mean, it's a great start, actually. That's what I'm oh, hungry it, for right now, with all these know. rapists going unchecked and getting out of prison immediately. I would love vigilantes to go and beat the shit out of all the rapists. No, no, That's I don't feel bad for any for. of them. I Just think beating the shit out of them is Fine. It's great. But I still don't think that's going to keep Molly from like shuddering next time she is going to try to get intimate with a boyfriend. Sure, or something, but it's you know? the best we got, you know. <laughs> I know. Actually, but my I, but solution. But I feel like movies are trying to say that now everything's just going to be fine, you know. Like, sure. Oh, it's... He got beat up and he got some tit, tit for tat. Now. Everyone's in the red now. Uh, yeah. We're good. Mm-hmm. It's too pretty of a bow to put on it. Certainly, what I would Correct. like to do is to get like a cigar guillotine. And cut off the tip of every guy's dick who's a rapist. And then every time he's reconvicted of rape, you cut off another inch until he just is peeing directly out of his abdomen. Mm -hmm. I'm not arguing with you on that. Yeah, I think what David is saying (laughs) is that that's a fantastic start to the process. But movies suggest that that's the start and end of the punishment. Yeah, that, that'll that, that, that doing that will somehow make up for what happened to the woman, mm-hmm. and while and while he needs yeah. to be punished, the punishment isn't like immediately cathartic for the woman. Like yeah. she's still going to have a story left for Molly here. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, no, yeah. Well, and why does this lead to her just leaving Las Vegas? Because she can't. Well, I assume because she's on the run from the law. I have no idea. Why she? I'll take David's answer, cause yeah. Is that what it is? Well, I guess. Cause, well, I mean, there's no way she's getting away with this. Like, she's also just whether he's it. dead or just got the crap kicked out of him. Like everyone knows who did it, right? 
I don't know. And I guess maybe the idea is she's leaving Vegas because she wants to get out of this world because she's realized how it's made her a terrible person because Mm -hmm. she didn't call the cops because she was so scared of her past coming to light. She was a terrible person at the beginning. Well, that's the problem. She was awesome. And so she's like, (laughs) okay, I kowtowed to Kyle MacLachlan's threat, and that was a terrible thing to do. So I'm going to make up for it by beating the shit out of this guy so that I'm at least doing something for my friend who I inadvertently led to getting raped. Now that I've done that, man, I just I can't handle this life anymore. Look what it's made me become. I'm getting the fuck out of here. But I don't know that the movie backs up that reading. But she's the star of a big show. The other thing is that she hitchhikes away at the end. Uh, and it's like, doesn't she have a some money at this point? <laughs> she may not have ever gotten think. that first paycheck because they still have a social money. security number. I, that shit life. is very unclear because you would think she would have a nice but Ryan, checking account. If she point. took right. if she took a cab out of town, then how would you get the narrative symmetry of her being picked up by the same guy that picked her up at the beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, when he showed up again, I was so surprised that it wasn't is- a joke. We can't skip over the Let's scene. Let's go. We'll, we'll talk about the Gina Gershon, but the other thing is that <laughs> and when she leaves, she's going to L.A., and I think the implication there is she's going to enter into straight-up show business. They were absolutely yeah. opening it up for a sequel that did not happen. Or just an implication that she will now. No, they intended a sequel. It was going to be, uh, they said so. There was going to be, what, hussies, bimbos, uh, instead of showgirls, bimbos? Showgirls, bimbos, Nomi does Hollywood. Uh, is that real? Yeah, no. Yeah, according to IMDb, been, that was the not. that was the plan. <laughs> That's gonna be the name, Showgirls Bimbos. Yeah, dude. Oh my god! And they, and they think this is legitimate art. I don't I mean, know <laughs> that they think that. Okay, let's backtrack to this really important moment when the two mouths we've been focusing on this whole time come <laughs> together and kiss, and for some reason, uh, we have Crystal also in the hospital. That makes sense. Bitches laid up. But she immediately forgives Nomi for pushing her ass down the stairs, and they make out. Yeah, she's, like, super cool with it. She's like, eh, I did the same thing when I was your age. Kids will be kids. But you got a nice settlement. One thing I forgot to note Mm -hmm. is that, like, throughout this entire movie, Crystal is being a bitch to Nomi. Yep. But every time Nomi falls for it, and Crystal keeps telling her this is what she's going to do, like, you have to, like, be the last person standing. You have to crush any opposition to you. And then she's a bitch to Nomi, and then Nomi seems surprised by it. It's just like this classic screenplay shit where it's push-pull. One person's mad, the next person's mad. We really can't find more about it than that. (laughs) So you remember how David Uh was upset by the road sign that just said Las Vegas? Yeah, well, uh, there's that. But I was also bothered by the convenience of Molly and Gina Gershon being in the same hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cute that you have room for this problem in this sea yeah. of problems. <laughs> I live I live in a suburb of a city smaller than Las Vegas, and there's like three hospitals in my immediate vicinity. I can only imagine <laughs> the odds of them showing up at the same hospital in a city like Las Vegas. So what was the point of them making out? Uh, it's softcore pornography. Uh, to remind us once again that Jesse Spano is a terrible on-screen kisser. 
man. Because, man, you know, that actress needs to learn how to kiss on screen because it looks really gross. I think it was her lip liner. It was gross. Her brown lipstick? Yeah. It's like two anuses pressing together. <laughs> well, that sounds hot. Anus scissoring. The end. Sign me up. I learned the nothing. The end. Can I- no, I was going to... There's a lot of allusions to her being... Like, attracted to Nomi, and this kind of puts it into that, but I still don't get what they're really They were trying to say that the central romance of the whole movie was actually Nomi and Crystal all along. So what do we think about the callback to the guy, hitchhiker guy, and she's like, I want my luggage back, and I'm like, and maybe this speaks to how much time has passed, but to me it feels like years. So, right? right? It did feel like years. And And so that... She's not going to have her stuff anymore. So that hair guy, he <laughs> says, did you gamble? She says, yes. He says, what did you win? Naomi says, myself. So that's the ending. We found ourselves on this journey of being not a whore, but a prostitute. No, then we see a sign that just says Los Angeles and there is no other cities. <laughs> yes, we're taking it to the next level because we found ourselves. I, for one, would watch the sequel. I might not do- review it, but it doesn't exist. So we're fucking off the hook, guys. Oh, did you know there's a stage show, too, now? Oh, really? is it yeah. good? I doubt it. So, uh-huh. uh-huh. What was the point of that movie? What, what was it about? It's about women finding themselves and betraying each other and supporting each other in rape culture and making oh. money off them titties. It's about winning yourself, right? You gotta yeah, win you. Well, according according to Joe Esterhaz, the the four million dollar screenwriter of this movie, who it's Ooh. worth noting at the time was considered the most well paid screenwriter in Hollywood, um, he took out a full page advertisement in Variety after the movie came out, in which he dubbed in which he dubbed it a morality tale denounced the advertising of the film as misguided and said mm. that the movie shows that dancers in Vegas are often victimized, humiliated, used, verbally and physically raped by the men who are at the power centers of that world. I mean, that's very true. That's true. Yeah, but then this movie does the same thing. Right, that's it true, does. and that's in the movie, but the movie also does that in the making of the movie. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to ask Elizabeth Berkley how she feels about it. Oh, that. I would love to get, like, a candid answer to that question. <laughs> Let's it's, get her. Let's get her on the horn. We probably can, as a result of her being in this movie. <laughs> talk to even us. What's interesting is, and not, none of us are saying she was, at least, she was not good in this movie. No, but she, no she, she was not. But even if she was replaced with a better actress, the story of this movie still sucks. Yeah, sure, uh, yes. I and would so, like to see what she could have done with a good but script. But I, I feel yeah. like a better actress would have given you, would done more to guide you through in terms of what, giving you a sense of how you were supposed to feel about things. Maybe. And I'm just saying, I feel like there's a lot of talented people involved in this. No, there were not. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. You got the director. Paul Verhoeven. And I'm wondering what went wrong. Yeah. That's where I was going. Like something went drastically wrong with <laughs> yeah. this movie. And I don't think it was just casting Elizabeth Berkley. Yeah. Right. No. Thank you. Both Paul Verhoeven and Joe Esterhaus have made other things that are better than this and good. And so it's not like they're incapable, 
Like this isn't just like a first time writer director crapping out some kind of a movie. Like they are capable of turning out, if not good, then at least like professionally adequate films. Well, what else did the screenwriter write? Uh, Joe asked, he kind of did, he wrote, um, Basic Instinct. That was his big collaboration. Oh, okay. uh, he wrote Flashdance back in the day. Mm. Oh. Uh, Basic Instinct, Nowhere to Run, which was a Van Damme movie with Rosanna Arquette. Mm. Uh, Sliver, which was the one with Sharon's another like erotic thriller yeah. with Sharon Stone and mm. one of the Baldwins, I think. Uh, Jade, oh, yeah. which was another erotic thriller. Oh yeah, but that was but terrible, that was also right? terrible. Uh, what has he? And of course, Basic Instinct too. Starting to lose your argument here. Yeah, I kind of am losing yeah, well, my argument. I guess Flashdance is maybe it's terrible. his. Maybe it's his fault. Flashdance is very similar, and I would call that the '80s stripper movie. And it's uh, I haven't watched it lately, but it seemed more successful. Anyways, back to Showgirls. It's <laughs> fucking over. Two it's hours over. and eleven minutes, the length of this podcast, I know. and the length of this show. All right. What <laughs> an amazing journey we've had. Uh, Austin Gordon. I want to see your ass. And and what did you learn tonight? Uh, well, I learned that you can apparently only dance with rock hard knobs. Yes, yeah. key. Um, and I'd like to say that I learned something about rape culture and how men in power chew up and use up women. But man, was it a muddled message and a twisted road to get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan Alexander Tanner, I'm erect. Why aren't you erect? <laughs> and what did you learn this evening with Showgirls? Well, to answer both of your questions, I learned that there is a way to see a lot of boobs and not be excited about it. <laughs> this is the most not erotic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Pretty rotish. Especially when you factor in, like, the level of nudity to the, to yeah, the yeah. lack of eroticism. I would call this erotin. Uh, uh, mic drop. So David Bitsenhofer has a problem with pussy. Always has, always will. David, what did you learn from Showgirls? What does that even mean? I don't it's give it. Just a quote from the show. <laughs> I learned what Elizabeth Berkeley's boobs look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned what her beave looks like, even though it may have been taped labia. As we I don't know on that. Taped labia. I did not learn what Kyle McLaughlin's butt looks like. Oh my god, I learned it, and I'm so sad to know it. <laughs> you unlo- You don't know it, though. I guess what I'm saying is I'm so sad that's not his butt. <laughs> And I learned that no one else is bothered by road signs that only have one city listed on it, <laughs> even though it's 300 plus miles away, and there's plenty of room for other cities to be placed on that road sign. Um, I, your host this evening, learned that I'm getting a bit old for this horry look. <laughs> and that oh, diamonds may always bring you luck, but they might also break your spine, and that's what I call a tough Break in showbiz. Hi-oh. Waka waka. Well, they do say break a leg, and that's what she did, huh? She broke a pussani. <laughs> Austin Gordon, where are you online when you're not ruining your life by watching trash cinema? <laughs> right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter talking about floppy fish sex at Austin Gordon. <laughs> and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com.
Uh, Ryan Alexander Tanner, when you're not embarrassing your girlfriend with fake NOP movies, where are you online? Well, I'm always doing that. <laughs> but if you're cool with checking me out online while I'm doing that, my website is ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S, very nice. In the process of being updated, hopefully by the time this podcast airs, it will be updated. You can see my drawings and stuff there. Also, oh yes, very nice comics is my Tumblr, and I'm putting content on there. I drew Urkel the other day, drawings of baby animals, including other things. You should really check it out. There's some good content on there. And oh yes, very nice is my Twitter handle and my Instagram. You can check out all those things to follow me and my personal life and my personal business. And David Bitsenhofer, when you're not tickling your pickle to child stars and their nudity, <laughs> where are you online? <laughs> There's no good way to answer that. joke about that, right? That, that's just wrong. But, Grown up uh, child star. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Well, then I'm always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at Dr. Bits, that's a doctor spelled out. That'd be Twitter if you don't know the internet. And you can also find me at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And I, your host this evening, am no butterfly. I am all pelvic thrusts. But you may still engage with me at www.carolynmain.com, uh, Carolyn Main on Twitter, Carolyn Main on Tumblr, Carolyn Main on Facebook, Carolyn Main at Gmail. My card game pitch, please, is looking to kickstart in November. Please do sign up somewhere so I can tell you all about it. And that is Carolyn Main, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. And for Save by the Bell Reviewed, which is now... Titties Showgirls Reviewed Forever, <laughs> I am reminding you that shit happens and life sucks. Well, we, we probably should have mentioned that uh, we recorded this whole episode topless. Yeah. Thank you, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting a little too old for that hoary look. I'm sorry, Crystal. Yeah. <clears throat> I gotta go. Aren't you gonna come here and give me a big kiss? She's gonna flop around like a fish in a pool fucking a guy. You're not a dancer. Oh, I'm eating a burger method. This lap dance was really weird. We all miss you down at the titty bar, kid. If you're gonna have knops, make sure they're hard knops. Hard knops or loose labes or whatever. This asshole tried to, you know, whore me out. I like big tits. Welp. It's like, I've had dog food. I used to love dog food, too. Shit happens, life sucks. <laughs> I drink poop. When I'm torrenting more recordings, internet it sends a warning And I don't think it'll download in time By the time I've watched the show, it's half, it's time to go Turn on one more switch to make the show sit right
Come back when you fuck some of this baby fat off. See ya.